Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments, where bold moves require confident blueprints, where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at saic.com slash cloud. The Potoskiu Podcast is a proud member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's a nerd. And nerdette. From the Voice of Misery Podcast. If you want a show that's about pretty much anything, it's a variety show about life, love, mental health, the pursuit of happiness, and a ton of different interviews going from... Karen Parsons, to Ava Devine, and other various adult film stars who just random people on the street that I think are interesting, you should give us a shot. Voices of Misery Podcast. Voicesofmisery.podbean.com at Voices of Misery on Twitter and Voices of Misery anywhere and anywhere you can find your favorite podcast. Give us a shot if you're not easily offended. to the Potoskew Podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my hetero life mate, Rico. What's up, man? What's up, dude? Hey. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Coming off your New Year celebration, huh, man? Hey. <laughs> dude, it was it was a fun night, and it was fun being the slightly sober one this time. Um, For once. You know what, though? I see a pattern forming. So next year, Steph's got to get all fucked up, and we stay sober. Oh, my God. You, uh, are you sure? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, not to not to go too much into it, but, like, Steph is very, she very emotional. friendly. Oh, friendly. She, but, and, like, she's, she's, like, we when we've gone to bars together, I mean, they know us at the bars we sure. go to, and then, like, She'll want to hug everybody. Ah, gotcha. And then she's like, "When one night we were all le- we were leaving, and I was sober. I was the designated driver. I had like one drink, and right. she was just like hugging and saying goodbye to everybody, including people that we didn't know. <laughs> just winning up and go, bye. We're leaving. They're Randomly like, all right, you do, you're doing good. She's like, yeah, we're going to get. That's we're funny. going home. And I'm like, no, we're going jack in the box for your fucking ass first. Well, that's what she got for you on New Year's, if I understand correctly. That's no, that's absolutely true. She got me jack in the box. Uh, the difference was I wasn't in the car with her acting like a dumbass like well, I, she was the last time she got drunk, and I had to get her jack in the box. I'm aware of that because I called her to check on you when I got your text about puking. So, yeah, you know, there's there's different levels of of. Drunken pukes. <laughs> yes, wine, wine is the one that scares me because I'm like, my first reaction is like, oh my god, I'm bleeding. Oh no, yeah, it's right. Wine. I've never puked wine, but I can imagine that's what that would be like. Yeah, so uh, it, it's it's hard. It, it is not friendly. Um, yeah. So, Anyways, well, I'm glad you had a good New Year's Eve at least, and it was it was yeah. a fun episode, dude. We had a good time, and it 
and I can't wait for you to hear the finished version because it came out pretty good, I think. Um, well, I, think I actually technically slept through New Year's because, like, we celebrated your New Year's, and then by then it was like ten o'clock, ten thirty my time, right? And then I vomited, passed out, woke up at two thirty in the morning, being like, "Ah, it's twenty well, twenty, yeah, fuck, yeah." Well, then maybe next year we both stay sober. What do you think? <laughs> uh, we'll see. Yeah. So let's. Uh, well, we have a topic for tonight, and we have a guest coming on. But before we get there, there's one other thing I wanted to do. Um, first and foremost, uh, to Jay and all everyone in Australia, um, our thoughts are with you guys a hundred percent with all the fires and everything that's going on down there. Um, it's it's I've been keeping tabs on as best I can from America, especially because we know Jay. But I also have some friends down there that aren't Jay. Um, some other shows I listen to and so forth. And so I'm trying to keep my tabs on people and thoughts and prayers to everybody out there. Because that's just I mean, you go through it out there in California and a bit. I don't think it's to this level. Yeah, we're, we are uh, shake and bake is what, is what we call <laughs> Right. I mean, they're just on fire. Like, it's just, you know. It, it is It is really bad. From and, and I would like to apologize because a couple of weeks back, I didn't know. I just, it was like the one couple of days I had missed the news. Sure. And I, and I was like, what the fuck is going on in Australia? And you're like, oh, you don't know. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm sorry. And uh, it's gotten much worse since then. So, it's gotten, it's yeah. It's gotten very bad. Um, obviously... We our hearts go out to not only just the the population, the people of Australia, but like the animals. That's sure. also just just as heartbreaking as yeah, fucking kangaroos and koalas like are being killed and and burned alive, and they're and they're they're dying of thirst. That's the, that's the one where I've understood the biggest killer is that they're all just dying of thirst. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And um shout out to local girl from my end, Pink, for donating five hundred thousand dollars to the cause to help this. So that's pretty awesome. Um good for you. Quick you know, quick update. I'm not gonna give any specific names, but several people that Jay knows have been affected by this. Um I will just say that everyone's alive and well, which is the important thing. So, um, but our, our thoughts are with everybody that are down there, uh, people we know, people we don't know, and to Rico's point, the animals and, and wildlife, as much as shit as you give them about their creatures, none of them should be dying, so. I mean, I don't mind if the spiders die, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. Um, on a positive note for Jay, apparently someone loved our, the letter she wrote to us so much about the Potescu piss up party that a member of the Eddie Pence fan club has actually reached out to her to pen something. So I don't know specifically about what they wanted to write, but they they were that impressed with what she said to us that they want her to write for them now. So what she you know what she should call herself now? What's that? Pence pal. Oh, look at that. I like it. Um but yeah. So hopefully that works out for her. I, I hope she does it. I hope I hope I hope that it, between that and the conversation we had with Smoke last week and everything inspires her to really start like writing because I think she's got real talent and I would love to read more of it. So, you know, 
it's fun to read too. It it's, totally it's not, is. It's, not only is it a good read, but it's fun to read. And and for those, I mean, for me, when I'm usually reading them, I'm usually kind of going in on blind. Maybe I've read it just one time, so but it's still spontaneous and still funny. That's what's fun about it. Yeah, I'm with you. I try to read it at least once just to have a general concept of what's coming, but I don't like practice, you know, for that same reason. So yeah, mm-hmm. but. All right, let's get our guest on, and we'll get into the real reason why we're together this week. So let's bring him in. Okay, so our guest is here with us, and we haven't spoken to this guy in a while, but he did make an appearance last week on our 2019 blooper reel, the newly aerodynamic Chris Kim, the Green Korean. How are you, buddy? Hey, uh, who talks first? I talk first? You talk first? (laughs) Nice. Nicely done. It's been a while, man. How you guys doing? Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. You know what? I should have opened with, uh, yep, still holding for Hawks. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> That's, it was crazy. You know what I realized is that when I rewatched it with subtitles, he's actually calling them hugs. <laughs> did it say it's that? Like, or did, did... For, It says, like, I'm, I'm holding for general hugs, like hugs and kisses, hugs. That's Do you think that's just awesome. a, a fuck up, though, in the subtitles? Because that happens sometimes. No, no, I, I, I mean, from what Poe is like, I would imagine he's calling him hugs. Yeah, oh my that's God. true. That movie just earned back half a star for me. <laughs> I'll give it three and a half stars now, just for hugs. Just for hugs. So, well, how you been, man? What's going on? Doing excellent, yeah. Um, shaved my head. That's I saw. new. Yeah. Um, been to Vegas a whole bunch. That's oh. new. There's a yeah, no, that's not new. <laughs> that's not new at all. <laughs> is it only new because you've never shaved your head before? Yeah, I never shaved my head before. I just was like wanting to do it for the longest time, but I didn't want to freak out all the relatives over the holidays. So I figured I'd wait, cruise past Christmas, and then shave my head so that way I don't got to see anybody for another couple months. So that way, if this is a really bad idea, I could grow it back some. Well, the, yeah, the, the good news is for certain people, not always, but it does tend to grow back. Right, right, yeah. So I figured, you know, now's a safe time to do it, you know, in the in the warm winter of California. Yeah. Well, the, the, I would say the important part would be your wife, though. Does she like it? Yeah, she's cool with it. She don't care what I do. Okay, well, there you go. Well, I mean, of course, you're never home anyway. You're always in fucking Vegas. She's probably already used to him being a giant dickhead. Oh! Ah! Oh, shit! <laughs> Now we know why he hasn't been on the show in like six months. Um, oh, now it's gonna be all right. All right, let me step up my game. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's yes. go the- Rise of Green Korean. <laughs> um, I think we just came up with a title for the episode. Um, that that aside, that is a good reference to what we're here about. Um, we have all seen the Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. And since, Chris, you were with us for the trailer discussion, the 40-minute trailer discussion, (laughs) I figured it made sense to have you back for the actual movie discussion. So here we are, and we're going to talk about Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, man, I've been itching to talk about this movie with somebody for the longest time. This is so awesome. It's only been out for, like, what, 10 days or something, right? Like three weeks almost, two and a no. half weeks, because it came out like what Thursday night technically, but uh, but yeah, still. No, it hasn't been that long, has it? It was December twentieth is when it came out. 
Okay, so it's yeah, today's the fifth, so it's nine. It's it's fifteen days, sixteen days, okay. two weeks. All right, all right. So let's break it. Let's get into it, man. Well, wait, 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 wait. before we start, let yeah. each one of you, including myself, say you liked it or you didn't like it. CJ, you go first. No, let's let the guests go first. Go ahead, Chris. Man, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I I have to agree with you there, buddy. I, I think um. I think, and and I believe I said this on the the trailer discussion. But if anyone was going to save this after what happened with the Last Jedi, it was J.J. Abrams, and it's exactly what he did. He he totally salvaged what what this trilogy was. Well, what did you um, think, Rico? I liked it, and I certainly was I was certainly satisfied. There there are some things that I would have changed or expanded upon. Uh, and we'll get to those when we get to them. Yeah. But um, like, am I happy? I think I think I'm sort of torn because this is a satisfying conclusion to a trilogy, but a satisfying conclusion to all the Star Wars movies. It's okay. It's it's a, it's if it ended the way like Last Jedi was going, I would have been more upset. I'm satisfied with the ending that we have now. Um, I still think it's kind of like we ha- I half expect Disney to be like, oh, well, it's not really the end of Skywalker because now here's another trilogy of you know, fucking blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, I'm, I'm half expecting them to kind of run the franchise a little bit deeper as well, far as I'm concerned. I, I mean, I know that Ray and um, Poe and Finn, the the actors who play them and their names, two of them escape me on it, or one of them escapes me. I, I know Daisy Ridley and um, Oscar Isaacs, and I have to be careful to say that after fucking. Uh, Finn Jesus. is played by John Boyega. For the, John, for the thank record. you. I, I did know it, but I just couldn't think of it. Um, they have all said they're not coming back for anything. You know, so yeah, wait, wait, thirty fucking years. Uh, it'll, they'll, you know, they'll be the old, uh, the old original trilogy again. Well, yeah, I mean, they all say they're not coming back, but then they drop the, you know, the the back up the Brinks truck, and then <laughs> boom, there it is. There's Harrison Ford in another Star Wars movie. Well, I mean, that's yes, that's certainly a possibility. But I think, I think the point was that there's not going to be like a fourth, like in the next like three to five years where you have those three characters coming back, right, right. you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, <laughs> you back a big enough money truck up to any of them. I'm sure they show up, but yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. let's, let's get into this though. Let's get into, I, I mean, I, I, I kind of want to start with the last stuff to be honest with you, but I don't know if that's the right place to go. So your thoughts? Um, I kind of want to. I kind of want to touch on something that Rico said that it, it made me think of. Um, yeah, how you were saying that this is a good ending of the trilogy, but not necessarily the greatest ending for a nine movie saga. And I kind of blame Kathleen Kennedy for the whole mess that seven, eight, and nine were, because you need somebody who's going to see the movie through. You need your. Um, What's his name? Uh, the Marvel dude. F- Kevin Feige. Feige. Yeah, you need your Feige that's going to connect the threads and work with the directors to carry one cohesive story over. And that was her job. And I felt like she just gave reins to each director. Therefore, you saw uh, a good beginning, a totally 
you know, off the tracks middle and then a back to connecting the story at the end. And I think, it, you know, she should have given them the directive of, look, we're going to try to wrap up the whole Skywalker saga over these three movies instead of having to give it that feel in just the last movie. I felt like they saw how well Endgame did and they said, oh, we better, you know, capitalize on that and make this the end of the nine movie saga, which well, I think they kind of rushed it, to be honest. I don't know about rushing of a teeter to your point real quick, Chris, just to jump in. It's been talked about that Kevin Feige is taking over the reins to the Star Wars universe going forward. So, not, I mean, not to that degree. He is going to be a consultant. Right. Involvement. Well, yes, but Kevin Feige consulting is still an improvement. That, that, that doesn't mean Kathleen Kennedy is fired and he's I'm taking not, over. No, I wasn't saying but, no, that. But I'm, no, no, I'm just clarifying that because it did kind of sound like okay, he's going to be the new one. Um, Chris, I do, I, I do tend to agree with you. Um, and my biggest evidence, because Disney and Kathleen Kennedy have both said, oh, well, we kind of more or less had a, a plan of where we knew it was going to go from the very beginning. And my argument was, well, if you had a fucking plan, how come you fired everybody half the time? You know, you, yeah. you know, how come, you know, how come there was obviously a tone of, of, of vision, you know, why did Colin Trevorrow get fired? Why did, uh, the well, guys who did, wait a minute. So and sorry, Rico, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was going to bring this up anyway. In here? <laughs> what? <laughs> so somebody let a Wookiee in here. Yeah. Sound like Wookiee. Um, but, if in the credits, because I stayed for a lot of the credits until I texted you and asked if there was a post credit scene, and you said no, and then I just said fuck it and left. But Colin Trevorrow actually got a or gets a writing credit on this movie. I don't know if you saw that. I didn't see that. It was probably like a story credit or something. It was, yeah. It's story by, and it was, I think it was JJ and Colin, if I read it right. But Colin was shit canned because of his uh, unenthusiastic reaction to what Ryan Johnson did, that he basically was like, what the fuck did you do to Snoke? What the fuck did you do to Luke? What, what You're taking away all of my action figures. I have nothing to play with. And also, not to mention Carrie Fisher's unfortunate passing, did complicate shit as well. Yeah. But, you know... Which... And I, w I will give her credit. She... Despite the fact that she basically filmed no original scenes for this movie, she did. She was amazing. Like they, I felt like that was more of a satisfactory ending for Leia than maybe the whole franchise on a whole. I thought they did her story with the best capabilities that they had, as well as they did. Well, and let's let's touch on that for a minute because I I want to talk about that because I know they said that they didn't do any digital editing. You know, like like just bringing her in or anything if dog people made dog food it wouldn't be sold in a 50 pound bag in the hardware aisle by the shoe polish it would actually be food it would be made with real fresh meat and veggies gently cooked to preserve their nutritional value you know like food the farmer's dog was created by dog people who cook and deliver fresh healthy food try the farmer's dog and get fresh pre-portioned meals tailored to your dog's needs tell us about your dog build your plan and get 50 percent off at the farmersdog.com slash listen that's thefarmersdog.com slash listen when your dad started building a man cave in your bedroom 
you knew it was time to start building something for yourself. Let's job it up. At CareerBuilder, we're ready to help at every stage of your search. Build a resume, get industry tips and advice, and apply to multiple jobs in just one click. Start your search at CareerBuilder.com. Like that, but the dialogue that she spoke for it to be fair or spare footage from the past two movies and the settings just seemed too perfect to not be coerced in some way post in post production. Um, I I didn't really. Uh, again, I'm gonna try and see it again in a couple days. Uh, and I'm going to try and go into it thinking that, but when I first saw it, because it's Star Wars and every first viewing of Star Wars is, oh my God, it's Star Wars. You know, you're not really focusing on, sure. hmm, I wonder, if, I wonder if Leia was, you know, I wonder if Carrie Fisher said this line or if I, I wonder if they digitally manipulated some old lines and, you know, whatever, blah, 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 blah. They got impersonator, yada, yada, yada. If Mark Hamill impersonated Carrie Fisher. I, you know. I doubt that. I doubt that one. <laughs> he does a very good Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chris, I don't know. Chris, I, what do you... I kind of felt like it was worked in a little bit. Like, I felt like it, it wasn't seamless, but it was forgivable given what they had to work with. Oh, I felt it like it was pretty seamless, and that's why I'm questioning whether or not it was, like, le- legit in then that they said that they didn't manipulate anything, you know? It wasn't a lot either. She only has, I mean, I, I don't know the exact amount, but I'm going to say she probably only has like maybe 10 to 12 lines of actual dialogue. I don't because, know. Because, I mean, she does, she's kind of like when she's not, spoilers, and for those, again, little warning for those oh, who yeah. haven't seen it, you know, we're spoiling the fuck out of it. Yeah, stop listening. <laughs> um, Because... Leia's either doing one of three things. She's looking at Ray, she's thinking about Kylo, or she's dead under a sheet. That's what she's doing. She's not doing, apart from one flashback, she's not really doing much. So the camera is really focusing on her looking sad, which they could have gotten from the same footage of when she senses Han was killed, or when Kylo's about to fucking not shoot her in his, like, you know, spinning's a good trick ship, so... Um, well, see, and, and Chris, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you if you wanted to say something, but just very quickly, there were a couple shots where she is doing things, but the angle is from behind her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, it that could have been stand-ins. Like, she, she falls down onto, like, the bed or the bench or something at one point and drops, like, those dice that seem to be, like, infinitely important to the Star Wars universe now. Um... You know, and, and, you know, and then also when she's laying under the sheet, that could have been anybody laying under that sheet that's the same. Right. You know, no, I know. I'm not nitpicking, but I'm just saying, like, so there were ways that they, I don't know. I just, I, I don't, I don't feel like JJ lied to us on purpose, but I don't feel like he was as genuine as he said in terms of that they didn't use anything but old footage. I'm sorry. I don't, I, I just don't buy it. I think he did, and I mean, I, you know, Billy Lord, her, uh, her daughter, did yeah. stand in for Carrie Fisher for you know the behind, you know, the, when you're looking at the back of her head, that's you know Billy, not Carrie. Okay. Okay. Um, 
I, I just kind of felt like, you know, they had certain lines that they had to write around and make the other actors fit to what Carrie Fisher was saying. And for the most part, it worked. And again, it pulled me out of the scene while watching it, knowing that that was happening. But there was one odd one when uh, Grunberg's character comes up and says something kind of downbeat. And she says, don't say it like that. And then he has to repeat the line, but in a very upbeat manner. And it yes. just seems like a really out of place scene that they feel, I feel like it was manipulated just so we could get a little more Carrie Fisher into this movie. Agreed. I, I would even go as far as to say that like they researched every foot, uh, every bit of footage that they had of Carrie. And they said, how do we insert this somehow? Right. Yeah. Into this movie? Yeah. And, Maybe she was like, you know, chastising another actor, be like, don't say it like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then they're uh, like basically saying, like, act better. And then, <laughs> Let's put that in the movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> but we that was at Grand Gumberg for all we know. But right, that, right. that does happen sometimes. Like, real quick, just to take us out of Star Wars, but in Spider Man Homecoming, when, or not Homecoming, excuse me, in, in Captain America Civil War, when. Oh. Um, Tony's meeting Spider-Man for the first time and they're in his bedroom and he goes to sit down and he goes, move the leg, I'm going to sit there. That wasn't in the script. Tom Holland was supposed to move his leg and he didn't and that was Robert Downey saying to him, in character, move your leg, I got to sit down now. And they kept it because it played so well. But there's a difference between an improv or ad-lib line and filming a rehearsal. And putting the re- the film's rehearsal into the movie. I wait. I, I, I well, hell, we fucking did that with Batman Alone, so I don't know that we can really say a whole lot. <laughs> Scoot up, yeah. saying that. Though, I mean, but like when, we, for, for example, when we did Batman Alone, I think there was only like one ad lib, and I think it was from me, where instead of as the Joker saying the same shit, I call instead of saying Batman, I called him Batsy. Like that was a slight ad lib. Yeah, but. Because we, it's different when you're doing it on a camera, when you know, when or, you know, or when you're doing it through a microphone and an audio. But sure. back to Star Wars. Let's go from Batman to Star Wars. Um, <laughs> I did for one minute think the flashback was a bit like that was a bit jarring. It it didn't look like young Mark Hamill and young. Uh, uh, you know what it looked like? It looked like the the head in Empire Strikes Back in the Vader. Yeah. The Vader helmet that Luke yeah. looked at. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It just looked like they took that head and just because he, he didn't look like, you know, very young Mark Hamill did much. Same with Carrie Fisher. They did just, they did, they had them move, but they didn't have them say anything or really move or move their eyes. They were just kind of staring at each other, you know. Well, Chris, to like, your point, I'll bet you that was Billy Lord. That had to be her. There's no way that was. Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill. Oh, that, oh that, no, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Uh, Those were stand-in actors behind the masks. But I mean, and I just wanted to throw in: we are nitpicking for fun. Now, we yes. enjoyed this movie, but this yes. is what Star Wars people do when they break shit down. For, forget <laughs> yeah. that. That is what Pot Askew does. I mean, come yeah. on. <laughs> so, but yeah, Real I mean, quick, overall, wait. like it, it was all forgivable because of the overall yes. enjoyable experience of the movie. Agreed. All right. Yeah. Um. Real quick, Chris, to come off topic completely for a second, since we referenced it, did you hear Batman Alone? I did not. I did no. not. I kind of uh, ducked down with my head in the sand for a while, and I like 
haven't listened to a lot of podcasts lately. But that's okay. We knew we lost you when when his dog started farting on air. We knew we lost you then. We figured <laughs> we. Uh, I just bailed. Like I, I pretty much kept up with maybe three or four podcasts, and those were just like news podcasts because I want to know what's going on in the world yeah. in terms of entertainment. I just kind of, yeah. So, I, I, so me complaining about Sugar's fart me, turned you off a podcast. <laughs> yeah. for, like, that's how bad it was. I mean, I know how bad it was, but that's how bad it was for you as a listener. Wow. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. It turned me off. I stopped listening to all podcasts. I stopped going to movies. I stopped reading books. I pretty much just, uh, you know, I, I needed to uh, float in my hyperbolic chamber for a while to really get over it. You, to, you know, you, to recenter myself. You, you killed him. Um. <laughs> Sugar, this is all your fault. You know so, what you did. Anyway, but uh. getting getting back to well, if you get the chance, Chris, check it out because I think you would actually really enjoy it. All kidding aside, I think you would like that episode a lot. But anyway, cool. um, so yeah, let's. You talked about her, the amount of screen time she got, Rico, and that actually leads to another topic I I kind of wanted to talk about because you and I, before I saw the movie, had a very brief spoiler free conversation, and you're. Biggest complaint to me at that point, because you didn't want to spoil anything for me, which I appreciate, was the lack of use of Rose um, in in the movie. And after seeing the movie, you and I have a, a disagreement about how she was used. So before we get into our stuff, Chris, I know you kind of had a problem with the way she was used in The Last Jedi among many other things. What were your thoughts about Rose in this one, all Twitter jokes aside? I think she's, uh, the amount of screen time that she got was fine. You know, there are, like, if you look at the history of the original trilogy, good characters were introduced and, and people fell in love with them, but they didn't have a whole ton of screen time. Boba Fett is one of them. Yep. Lando in Return of the Jedi, he didn't get a lot of screen time. So as far as I'm concerned, this is consistent. And I totally get, you know, the, the problem that J.J. Abrams had. He needed to wrap up nine movies and also finish telling the stories of two main characters as well as, you know, a third and a fourth. There just wasn't enough time. And I understand that they shot more footage that they wanted to use and uh, they just couldn't include it otherwise they'd have a three-hour movie on their hands and at the end of the day people don't go to star wars movies to see a rose movie they go to see a movie about ray so i mean except, i'm totally cool with it except but you like, apparently because i i know you watched the rose cut apparently so <laughs> release uh-huh. the rose cut of the rose of skywalker that's the movie that i need to see forget about the jj abrams cut let's see the rose of skywalker yeah um but, but if, I, read, if i can interrupt please one yeah because in, you're comparing Rose to Boba Fett to Lando. Lando was in three movies, including Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Not to mention they had a younger version of his character in a prequel spinoff. Yeah. Rose, for what they did to that character, because in Last Jedi, I really liked her character until the end when I felt like, look, I, I'll, I will, I understand that these are fictional characters (laughs) and fictional characters are not always supposed to be perfect we we yell at characters in movies uh for doing stupid things like well i wouldn't have done that why the fuck did you do that because they're not you they're it's how they are it's that's just what they are so for someone like rose to be 
you know, this really interesting, fascinating character who is full of, of grief because her sister, you know, died in a, in a, in a admittedly in a very fucking stupid way, but that's beside the point. And then to have this crush on Finn and be like, okay, maybe Finn and Ray aren't going to be a fucking thing. Maybe Rose and, and Finn. I'm into this. Let's do it. Not that I give a fuck about, you know, who's fucking who in Star Wars. <laughs> Unless it's Jabba the Hutt and Boba Fett. I would see that weirdness. Um, oh, yeah. Let's release that cut. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> you got Salacious Crumb just sitting there watching. <laughs> Oh dear God! I would I would love shit out of that. Uh, OC <laughs> should play. Uh, OC would be Salacious Crumb. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. All right. So, but my Which, point was is that- actually just because Chris, we haven't talked to you in so long, so I sorry to keep derailing things. But they also Rico and OC hijacked an episode of Potescue. Right, did, I did hear that. You you heard? Did you hear the episode, or did you hear that it happened? No, I I uh, listened to the episode. Okay. So you've heard that one. All right. Yeah. Just curious. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Um, so for it to end the way it did, which is her kind of stealing Finn's thunder, crashing into his ship and saying, this isn't how we win wars, dummy. We win it through love and kisses him and then passes out. And then like everyone else is like, what in the mm-hmm. fuck? Yeah. And then for her to have, from what I understand, a minute and a half of total screen time in Rise of Skywalker was a bit insulting. Not because I have a personal thing. I'm not Asian. And and like I said, I, I sort of have a love-hate for the character itself. But I felt like whether J.J. intended it or not, or Disney intended it or not, or Kathleen Kennedy, it felt like they were responding to a lot of backlash about the about the actress and the character, which is not the actress's fault. The character is written how the character is written. The actress portrays it how the director portray is aiming them to portray it. And for them to kind of get reduced to this sort of cameo. I mean, admit See, it. Spoiler, me- Han Solo Han Solo in Rise of Skywalker was more well received and more of a bigger shock than Rise of Skywalker than us looking forward to Rose. Because well, he's yeah, old trilogy well- in See, wait, I think you're being a little unfair there. Of course it's going to be a bigger shock. There's no doubt about that. But wait a minute. See, like, so the conversation, Chris, I want to bring you into this. It, the conversation Rico and I had prior to me seeing the movie was that it he laid it out like Rose got brought on screen, told she wasn't really important, and then you didn't see her again. So when when he said she had like a minute and a half of screen time or whatever it was, he made it sound like it was all at one chunk. I thought no, like very... total screen time. I got that. I got that. Right. Well, no, but that's not how he presented it to me originally before I saw mm. the movie. So it yeah. made it sound like she had one scene about a minute long, and then she was gone. I thought she was peppered throughout the movie very well where she was yeah. needed. Yeah, but I she agree. didn't do anything. But she no. didn't need to do anything. She was just part of the overall adventure. Why did she need to do anything? I mean, honestly, I think she's just lucky she got to be in this movie. I kind of have to agree. I mean... Like, she she was a character that wasn't necessarily pivotal to any of the plot, and she she's really not necessary. Um, if you wanted to give Rose a little more love, she, they could have given her some of the lines that uh, 
what's his name from Lost had. Yeah, well, we were we talked about that too. Like Dominic Dominic Monaghan Monaghan. coming out of nowhere was like, where did you? I mean, and I like him, so I have no problem with him being in the movie. But like, where the fuck did you come from? Like, like well, you, he's old school JJ. He and JJ no, are I, friends from Lost. I, no, I and, know logistically where he came from. I'm talking from a Star Wars perspective. Like he wasn't in, you know, the Force Awakens. He didn't show up in the Last right. Jedi, and then poof, here he is in, you know, a pivotal, right. you know, secondary role. For well, as the, sto- as the story goes, he was interviewed, and um, I guess he and JJ had remained friends, and he was begging JJ to put him into Star Wars because on the set of Lost, that's all they would talk about. They would just hang out and talk Star Wars. So, you know, he knew how crazy Dominic was for the for Star Wars. So he was begging him to be in this last movie, and I guess JJ said to him during the World Cup, "Look, if England wins this game, you can be in the movie." And England, England won, won by a long game. shot, and so that's how he got in the movie. Ah. Not to mention Kevin Smith has a small role in it as well. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah do we... He's got to walk by. Do we know which one he was this time around? Because yeah, I didn't catch it. He was a trooper that just walked by. It, or when, like, that dark, rainy part of wherever the fucking planet they were, were with Gary Russell. Wait, yeah, was not he... Not even a trooper. He was, like, a citizen. He was, like, in a hood, and he was walking with a droid. Oh, so he was on screen this time, because in the... Yeah. In the yeah, okay, yeah. Because in the Force Awakens, he's the voice of one of the um, stormtroopers. Right. This time, he's actually a silent character. Right. Which, right. It's, and uh, you don't even see his face. I don't think. No. Like Kevin had to point it out, be like, "Yep, that's me." Okay, because I was actually listening to the stormtroopers like intently, trying to see if I could figure out which one. Because I thought he was a stormtrooper again. I was looking for like the other random cameo, like. Oh, is this one Daniel Craig? Is this one Tom Hardy? Right. You know who who's gonna be this? Ra- oh, it's it's Kev. Oh, okay. Nah. Right. 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 Uh, but but here's going back to Rose for just one second. Going like I'm using the example of Lando because Lando was not an original character from four. He's not from A New Hope. The original tag. The original family is is Luke, Han, Chewie, and Leia. Right. Yeah, and then Lando becomes part of the crew. You could even throw R two D two and C three PO in there, right. like that. That's the crew. That's the family. That's the gang. The band. Whatever. Then Lando becomes part of that. He's not in the Falcon with them when they're doing their shit, but he's piloting the Falcon in Return of the Jedi. He's got a big deal to do to blow up the second Death Star in, in right. Jedi. Wait, are you saying that's his only scene? Because it's not. No, it's not his only scene, but okay. um, while everyone else is doing their own shit, while Luke is fighting Vader yeah. and the Emperor yeah. and uh, Leia and Han and Chewie. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired their personal trainer as a caterer. All right, folks, let's keep this line moving. You there with the tongs. Picking up one Duchess potato at a time will not cut it at my catering table. Drop and give me 50. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Okay, this is what we call the wild mushroom and asparagus dip, dip, and press. Come on, let's get those plates above your heads. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. You coming to bed, hon? Yep, honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Ah! Go! 
Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. We are on Endor and yada, yada, yada. Lando now becomes an important enough character to do shit. I mean, he he blows up the second Death Star. And, and then why couldn't Rose have just, you know, been that character to be introduced in the second film of a trilogy, become well-reserved, become well-liked, become well-regarded, and then she doesn't have to be in the Falcon doing the mission with Finn and Poe and Ray. She could be do something else, you know, maybe not as important, but just something. Because the impression I got is, yeah, she's peppered throughout the film in some scenes, maybe two or three. But when they first see her, the mo- the majority of the dialogue they give her was, hey, Rose, why aren't you coming with us? Oh, no, dude, Leia told me to, like, hang out here. So that's what I'm going to do. So good luck. That's it. That's all we get. It's not, I have to do something really important. Leia's sending me on a mission. And then we kind of periodically follow Rose to do whatever the fuck she's doing. If she's going to fucking go to that planet and let go, you know, free all the weird fucking horse things, which See, didn't I, do shit. I thought she was, I thought she was the, like the, the assistant or the second hand to Leia. That's how I interpreted her role. Really but that's my point. Is Well, because Leia's just, not really in it for the obvious reasons that Carrie Fisher couldn't be in it the way she was supposed to be. Right, so you go into a film knowing you're going to have limitations. You expand the other characters to make up for those limitations. Is what I'm saying. Don't give it to Dominic Monaghan. Who, fine, good for him. He's in a, he's in Star Wars. I'm ho- I sh- I'm sure he's happy. But the same amount of dialogue that he said, which was one or two lines, could have been said by Rose. I I will oh, state yeah. that I think JJ was just kind of you know he didn't he had a. He made a great movie for as little time as he had. I will give him the fucking credit. And I think no matter what, we are going to fucking be like, well, he didn't do this, so I'm unhappy, but I liked everything else. JJ was going to have a movie where he's going to have some, he's not going to win 100%. And like I said earlier, there's some things I would have changed. There are some things I would have expanded. I don't really give a fuck that much. I'm not going to like, ban and boycott Star Wars because Kelly, Matri- Kelly Marie Tran got a cameo. I don't care that much. But in terms of criticism of, of a film as itself, I felt a little sorry for her. I felt like she gets to watch this movie and be like, all right, there's my scene. Let's go home. Like, that's kind of my impression. Because she was so integral in a in a weird way to Last Jedi to just drop her. It would be like Lando being integral to Empire and then having him just have a little walk-on cameo in Return of the Jedi and be like, well, wait, what? why is Lando fucking off? You know what I'm yeah. saying? It just it's, it felt a little disrespectful. I guess. Chris, what do you got? Cause yeah, we've been... but I think that's also part of the inconsistency of switching directors and not having an overall vision for the three-movie trilogy, again, Very going true. back to Kathleen Kennedy's fault. Fair. I think J.J., once he got the reins back, he wanted to make the Star Wars movie that he always wanted to make. I imagine for the first one that he got to make, it, there was a lot of directive coming down from the Disney overlord saying, we need it to be a lot <laughs> like this, and we need the people to remember what the original trilogy was like, and basically he was working within the confines of what he had this time. I felt like he needed to fix a whole bunch of shit and then also wanted to put in his own shit. And some of the things just got left by the wayside. Yeah. He could have fixed what 
Kelly Marie Tran had, you know, he could have fixed that. He could have made, given her a bigger pivotal part, but also he wanted to bring in some of his friends to play with. He wanted to bring in Carrie Russell. He wanted to bring in Dominic Monaghan. Um, so I don't blame him for that. And if Kelly Marie gets a little less screen time, but Carrie Russell gets more screen time, that's just, that's just the nature of an actor. You know, you roll with the punches and you do the best with what you're given. So, I mean, again, I don't really feel sorry for her for getting the short shrift, which I agree she did, but she got to be in two Star Wars movies. There's nothing to complain about there and nothing to feel sorry for her about. Absolutely agree with that. I do agree with that. And and again, like you said earlier, we're, we're nitpicking. It's really yeah, fun. I, I like yeah. the film fine. I mean, I'm just, I'm really just like, there's other, there's another thing that I have more of a, of an issue with as a fan of star Wars on a whole that I do of, Oh, this actress should have gotten more screen time. Well, and I'm going to let you get to that in a second, but I also have a problem that it occurred to me. Cause so Rico, I, and you mentioned this m- several episodes back at this point that you went through like a star Wars marathon to prepare for yeah. this movie. Um, yeah. I didn't go through the full marathon like you did, but I did go back and watch for what I would, essentially call key movies throughout the the series. Um, sure. And I I actually have a problem with... I mean, there's a lot of problems with episode three, but there's, there's this scene in a specific thing that happens in episode three with 3PO and R2-D2 that I think affects the whole series, all nine movies all nine movies so do we want to save that for a little bit later or do we want to get into that now well you're you're putting it out uh, can i guess what it is well sure but chris what are your thoughts do we save this for now or, do, <laughs> or save for later or do we do it now oh you go you do what I, however you want to roll man i'll go with you i'm, hey, I'm well, I, yeah 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 but you're just a part of the show too you're not just sitting on the sidelines man we want you to be a part of the conversation but go ahead rico what was your guess my guess is the memory wipe. Yes. It's it, okay. Because well, wait, before you get to it, here's my thought. Cause I just want to tell you what my, my problem comes from. Right. Okay. They say, um, uh, Jimmy Smith's character, um, who his character name escapes Ale me. Right? What's that? Ale Organa. Thank you. Says wipe the protocol droids memory. But he never says a damn thing about R2-D2, who can right. clearly talk to C-3PO. Mm-hmm. So he knows everything they're trying to wipe away from C-3PO and could have easily said it to anyone that understands him. Because clearly Luke understands him, too, at some point. Like, eventually he learns yeah. how to speak R2. <laughs> um, well, no, I mean, no, because if you, at the beginning of A New Hope, he, he's constantly turning to 3PO and saying, what's he saying? And then by the end of, like, Return of the Jedi, he can understand him. But when he's, in, like, in the cockpit going to, like, No, Dagobah, that's a translator. That, that's a right. thing. I'm, but okay, when, okay. He's on, when he's on Dagobah, he seems to understand him a bit, too. And there's no translator going on there. So, but that's a whole other debate. My... My regardless of that, he could have said it to three PO and three PO who does understand him and can speak English for lack of a better word because it's not technically I think it's Karelian or whatever. But I think it's Galactic Basic. Well, whatever. But he speaks it. Could have told the entire goddamn story about who Darth Vader was. But they does, knew it's Anakin. Do they? Yes. 
Does R2 know that Anakin is Darth Vader? I, I'm pretty certain, but even if they don't know that part, well, yes, because they were there. That's why, that's why. R2, R2 did not witness, look, what ha- if we're really doing this, if we're deep cutting, if we're well, wait, going deep diving, even if they didn't, no, no. No, no. Even if they didn't even see it directly, Obi-Wan knows, and you're going to say he never mentioned it once? But, but we're talking about the same Obi-Wan who forgot about R2 in a span of 20 years, or 17 years. Well, that's a whole other fucking problem, too, but, I mean... That's my point. On top of that, you know, the fact that 3PO was created by Anakin, R2 knows that, if he knows nothing else, he knows that. Okay, but you also have to remember, R2 can be a bit of a dick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if we're going to go there. He's shaped kind of like a, you know. That's true. Like a stubby tuna can dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, he, <laughs> R2, I'll show you the D2. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, but, there's just a lot in Star Wars that you got to go along with to just oh, forget well, about it, enjoy the movie. This movie... It, for sure, there are so many moments where it's just like, but what the? Eh? But you just go, yeah, you know what? Forget it. I'm having a good time. Right. But we can't do that because we're Star Wars fans. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can. I was watching Avengers, uh, not Endgame, the uh, Infinity War. Is that the one before it? Yes, yeah. Infinity War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that movie has so many. Well, why didn't he just. But you just got to let it go. You just got to be like, you know what? It happened. Cool. I get it. This is what's necessary to tell the story. Okay, cool. Because they are fictional characters. I mean, that's. <laughs> but, so well, to your point, Jay, yeah. to your point, CJ, about like, why is the memory why? Because that's. Because that's R2 is just kind of an asshole. But for all we know, because C three PO I think says it. I want to. I want to say he says it in Rise of Skywalker. R two's been backing up his memory for C three PO for years. Right. For for all we know, he did have a private conversation. Be like, look, dude. And I'm paraphrasing R two here because I can't do all the whistles and chirps. But he's like, <laughs> listen, fucker. Because it's all beeps. He's definitely swearing. He's like, listen, dude. <laughs> fucking, you'll never believe this. Okay. Darth Vader was a, like a Jedi, and he also created you. And then, um, blah, 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 circumstance, 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 story, story, story. And C-3PO, finally, for the first time, be like, you're fucking kidding me. Like, just like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what blows this fucking circuit, is R2 tells him the whole story of Star Wars when they're out in the desert. He's just like. When they're out in the desert in episode four, that's what they were talking about in the uh, in the escape pod at yeah. the opening. That long little journey, they're like, well, all right, we're here. We're going to get to Tatooine in at least 30 minutes. What do you want to talk about? It's <laughs> like, have I got a fucking story for you, dude. <laughs> How well, great that, would it have been if C-3PO had the voice of Samuel L. Jackson? Right, right. <laughs> um, but to bring it back to this movie, to bring it back to Rise of Skywalker, you know, and what kind of got me this heated about it was the memory wipe that ends up happening in the movie on, I forget the name of that city, but Jiminy or something like that, or whatever the fuck it was called. Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> yeah. But the, 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 where, where Poe came from, you know, and they're in there and they do this, this memory wipe so they can get this Sith translation. 
I think it's called the Johnny's. That sound right? Uh, something like that. Yeah, it's something like that. But that made me think of it. It's like, well, wait a minute. It's the second time he's had his memory wiped. That we know of. No, that we know of. Yeah. I mean, but they had to do it just so C-3PO could have red eyes. So he could look baked as shit. <laughs> well, I think it was actually to make him look like the dark, the dark side briefly. But Which, I don't know why that's a thing. Like, he's forbidden to speak the Sith language. You know, that whole part, to me, felt very contrived. But I just kind of went along with it because, again, this is the story they want to tell. I think the biggest disappointment is they didn't stick to it. I think once you wipe his memory, you know, they basically they got rid of the stakes of the movie. If you can wipe someone's memory and have something dramatic happen and then, you know, 20 minutes later, change it back. That's a real disappointment. Same thing when they got rid of Chewbacca. I thought this movie would have had serious balls if that's how Chewbacca went. But, you know, they undid it. Yeah, I, I kind of have to agree with you, Chris. Like, I I was, I was a, much like Han, I was sad to see him go, but it that would have been ballsy. And to, to have him survive it was like, oh, okay. I mean, you got to keep those characters alive, though, because whatever future Star Wars movies you have, you want those characters to be able to come back around because, you know, you've well, got to pay yeah, them as but- much as regular actors. You killed off Han. I mean, like, but yes, he, he appeared. A... Yes, but it's a vision. He's not there. He's yeah. not a first ghost. But... Yeah, but you keep Chewbacca, C-3PO, and R2-D2 alive because that way when you go to Star Tours and you see them oh, there, well, yeah. it's all good. Like, that's why you keep those characters alive. I Speaking... think I think kids would lose their shit if Chewbacca died. I think that would be yeah. a big end of their innocence. But Chewbacca's well, walking around at Disneyland. Like, how are you going to explain that? Well, so is Kylo Ren. Oh, very good point. Oh, wouldn't that be cool if he's not there anymore? Yeah. I mean, dude, they, had <laughs> they Darth, really they, commit to it. They had Darth Vader come out. They have Darth Maul come out. Like, oh, that's a good point. All right. What does I mean, Luke say? No one's really dead. Yeah, speaking, of the, yeah. speaking of the droids, though, do you guys agree with me that the, the newest droid was completely useless and unnecessary, except to except make toys? Was, I mean, well, no, because it was J.J. Abrams wanting to be in Star Wars. That's J.J. Abrams' voice. Okay, but come on. I, I thought it was funny, personally. Well, but what purpose did it serve? Like, BBA, at least to me, serves a purpose. What purpose what? did that droid... Well, no, because, like... Every main character has that droid that they kind of like, you know, like Luke had R2 more than anything, right? So, and even though he started off with Poe, BB-8 really is like the R2 of this trilogy. So, like, I'm okay with that. But what purpose did this little shit on a wheel serve? <laughs> little wow. You really don't like this guy, do you? I just thought it was <laughs> stupid. Like, like, look, all right, Chris, I forget if you're a gamer. Do you do you play games? No, no. No, okay. So there's this new game out called the uh, Star Wars Fallen... Jesus uh, Christ, why do I keep, in the, why I keep forgetting Fallen the title Jedi. of the goddamn thing? What? Fallen Jedi. 
Fallen Jedi, yes, thank you. You I, own I, the fucking game. Look across the room, bitch. It, it's <laughs> not up there. It's it's in the system. Anyway, the point being is that you have a droid in that one. There's a new droid. His name's BD-1. But that oh. one makes sense because he's BD with Wong? you the whole time. He has a droid named BD-1? No, BD-1. Oh, come on. But he's voiced by BD-1. Actually, it's not voiced at all. It's It's like R2. It's a series of beeps and boops. But, um, <laughs> but that that droid serves a purpose in the game. It it serves a fundamental purpose. This droid, the I can't remember. Let's just call him JJ. Fucking little JJ, JJ one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ha, ha, his purpose is that like the information is inside him. But that was it. But look, I, he has much of a purpose as the same reason why there's a. A dagger that, if you hold it oh, that like was... the Goonies <laughs> in a very specific way, it'll show something that, I mean, when you break it down, it's not this ancient artifact from thousands of millennia year ago. It's from 30 years. Someone made a knife, stood in that location, tweaked the design to make it look like, all right, someone stands here and faces in this direction of the Death Star, they'll know how to get in this way instead of just. Like, what? Don't make it look like an ancient artifact when it's 30 years old. It's barely older than me. You know, Rico nailed it. It's a toy. It's in the it's same way that the Porgs were a toy. Uh, right. You know, you got to introduce some new shit so you can sell some new shit. Because you can only buy so many BB-8s. Right. Can so, you, though? No. I don't know. No, it's, right. baby, it's baby fucking Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> have you, have well, you, you gotta watched get the BB-8 and then you got to get the BB-8 that's got broken because you know Ray dropped a tree on him and then <laughs> what other variants of BB-8 are there and then you um, have to get like his brother BB-9 and BD-1 and BD-1 yeah. 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 yeah well you know and Rico to your point we all like this movie and we've been saying nothing but basically negative things since we started so. we've been tearing this movie apart and we love this movie <laughs> I, I really did. I really did. I, I came out of it really enjoying it. You got to have a, a hateful fucking foreplay before you get into a good ass orgasm. Let's, you know, let's talk about all the negative shit first. And again, it's not really <laughs> even negative. I mean, it's, it's, we're talking about, like, I don't have a problem with fucking little, little JJ fucking one. I, I have no problem with it. I thought it was, it fit the structure. I mean, my criticism is that the movie, Felt like a Star Wars film, but it was a little, it felt a little rushed. Having it play, it was the most video game movie I've ever seen for a very long time. It was, we're on a, we're on a quest. We have to go to this location. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired their personal trainer as a caterer. All right, folks, let's keep this line moving. You there with the tongs. Picking up one Dutch's potato at a time will not cut it at my catering table. Drop and give me 50. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Okay, this is what we call the wild mushroom and asparagus dip, dip, and press. Come on, let's get those plates above your heads. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. 
If dog people made dog food, it wouldn't be sold in a 50-pound bag in the hardware aisle by the shoe polish. It would actually be food. It would be made with real, fresh meat and veggies gently cooked to preserve their nutritional value. You know, like food. The Farmer's Dog was created by dog people who cook and deliver fresh, healthy food. Try the Farmer's Dog and get fresh, pre-portioned meals tailored to your dog's needs. Tell us about your dog, build your plan, and get 50% off at thefarmersdog.com slash listen. That's thefarmersdog.com slash listen to get this artifact to go to that other fucking planet to find this hidden fucking thing like it may be the fact that i'm playing a lot of assassin's creed right now but they're pretty goddamn similar right now <laughs> yeah, it's not happening someone jumping off a fucking building and scaling the walls oh wait that fucking happened on the death star no no shit this is just assassin skywalker that's all this <laughs> is. which i'm fine with because if you're ever going to combine the two fucking things that's what I want to see. I want to see a Assassin's Creed video game with fucking lightsabers. Give me that. Isn't that mm. what Jedi on Order is? Is that like, it's kind of like he scales walls and shit and does the same thing? Well, not quite as much. It's closer to a Tomb Raider or an Uncharted game than an Assassin's Creed, but yeah. Um, fair, fair enough. Uh, but my, I, oh, go ahead. It, it was just jumps, like even to the point where they did that gimmick of we're going to, what's it called? Lightspeed jump? Lightspeed uh, skipping. 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 Yeah. Like, that for me is the perfect metaphor of the movie itself, which is we're going to fucking go from one location to another in the span of 30 minutes, and you'll be like, wait, what fucking fun are we on now? Well, see, here... Okay, so to your, to your point, and Chris, to your point about the influence of someone like a Kevin Feige, that's where that shows through the most for me, because that was very Guardians of the Galaxy... In terms of yeah. them jumping around. And I'm not saying that in a negative way, but if we're talking about influence, that's where that comes in because that was so much of that, you know? Oh, a- I thought that was a Star Wars callback where uh, they're getting ready to jump to light speed and Luke is saying, they're right there gating. And, you know, Solo comes back with, we could scare right into it, blah, blah, blah. That would end your trip real quick, wouldn't it? Uh, I maybe, thought that's what that was a reference to. Maybe. Skipping. But- Maybe, but the sequence, do you remember in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 where they're jumping and like they do like 97 jumps in a row and Rocket's eyes eyeballs bulge out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, it felt very much like that to me. Kinda. I thought it, yeah, I, I think it was more of a callback to the original where it's dangerous to light speed skip because if you don't plan, plot the coordinates of where you're going to come out, you run the risk of crashing into shit, which is what happened when they did do the light speed skipping. Okay, I can... not, not going to call doing a Laura Dern. Well, no, no, no. Well, yes, but that's not what he's talking... I know what you're referring to, Chris. You're talking whole, about, like... Maneuver. What's that? The whole The Holdo maneuver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, I keep calling it Hodo. Hodor. Hodor. <laughs> it's not Hodor. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, and I get, no, I get a, what you're saying, that's Rico. Franchise. That's a different franchise with evil tyrants and and twincest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I get what you're saying, uh, Rico. But to to Chris's point, there is a reference about. I re- I remember what you're talking about. I think it's in a New Hope, isn't it, Chris? Yeah. When they're yeah. And he's yeah, saying the TIE fighters are gaining. Luke's like, they're right there gaining. What's that? He's all being super annoying in the backseat. Yeah. You know, right before they're about to jump to light speed. 
when right, they're escaping he said you could like come out in the middle of a planet or something or or something to that effect. I I exactly. remember what you're yeah yeah, and that'll end your trip real quick, wouldn't it? Yeah. So that's light speed skipping. Why Han didn't want to do it? I thought that was a callback to that, which I thought was brilliant. Like. It's well, a little thing that they mentioned, and here we got to see it play out in this final movie. I thought that was awesome. I don't know if there's like an equivalent for like luck of the Irish for the Damerons, because that was some lucky shit that Poe pulled off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Without plotting the coordinates of where to come out of light speed, just jumping around to escape, which I don't get how the TIE fighters can now track them through light speed. They never explained that, did they? No. Well, they kind of. They, I, you want to talk about callbacks, whether it's a good one or a bad one, I think it goes back to Last Jedi because they were tracking them through light speed in that movie, if you recall. So it, right. it, it's that tech. Just because right. they blew up that ship doesn't mean the knowledge wasn't passed on before the ship got blown up. So. Right, but that was just from the lead carrier they could tr- track. But then also, since when could TIE fighters jump into light speed? Well, no, they've done it before. TIE fighters? Well, n- no, but if and uh, you've seen X-Wings do it, and X-Wings and TIE Fighters are essentially the same class of vehicle, I would say. I mean, they're different. That's all right. I'd di- agree with that. You know, so okay, if, okay. if the X-Wings can do it, because we've seen them do it, then there's no reason to think a TIE Fighter can't. So I don't have a fundamental problem with the TIE Fighter being able to do it. I actually, had, the biggest problem I have with, with light speed, and it's not the maneuver... But it's a fact that they reference the fact that there was a fuel level. Because up to that point in The Last Jedi, there was never a talk of, oh, we got to go refuel. Right. The only time that ever was hinted was in Spaceballs. Well, right, which was Spaceballs, not Star Wars. Right. That's you know. my point. Like, Star Wars fans don't want to be like, oh, shit, Leia, we got to pull over. I, I, you, know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, the- exactly. Well, so. Who wants to see that fucking vacation road trip version of Star Wars? Yeah, I mean, well, we can all agree that The Last Jedi never happened, right? Well, that's the thing, though. <laughs> no. And I, I said this to Rico, like, because I asked Rico, because, again, he had seen the movie before I did. I asked him on Friday, because I went yesterday to see it. I said to him, I said, how important is The Last Jedi to what I'm about to go watch? Like, should I watch The Last Jedi again to, like, refresh my memory on stuff? And he he said to me, no. And That's said. That's not what I said. What did you say? I said, apart from some key scenes in Last Jedi, like, you have to acknowledge, okay, Luke is dead. Snoke is dead. Uh, fucking, you know, the real important shit of Last Jedi. Because despite the fact that very little fucking happens in Last Jedi, there's a lot of shit happening at the same fucking time that pissed us off. That's right. why we were pissed off is, wait, they killed fucking Luke? They killed off Snoke? Who the fuck is Snoke? Where the fuck did he come from? So, but what, right, so what but I told you was the, it felt more like a truer sequel to Force Awakens than it did to Last Jedi. It felt like it was cleaning up Last Jedi. Right, but if you watch... Return of the Jedi, without having seen A New Hope or Empire, you're going to be hopelessly lost. And that's my point. You need those movies to know what's going on. So anyway. I did see Return of the Jedi before I saw A New Hope. Of course you did, because you see everything out of fucking order. But that's (laughs) beside the point. Um, I felt like they made some really decent callbacks to The Last Jedi that, while again, it's 
it's flawed in many ways, it was useful. Like when she shows up at the on that island again. I don't think they ever said the name of the planet that Luke was on, but whatever that island was. What's that? It's 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 Octo. It's a pun on Act Two. Okay, so there you go. But you know, he goes there, and they she goes back there, and like destroys her ship, and or I think she crashed, but she and then she starts like destroying parts of the tree, and I like there were different parts that were throwbacks and callbacks, and and the one that actually stood out for me the most wasn't a callback to the Last Jedi. It was a callback to Episode Three. That I really liked it. Yeah. It was it was more of an homage than a callback. I'll put it that way. But the scene between Kylo and Rey lightsaber fa- fighting on the remnants of the Death Star on that ocean planet or that ocean area, and all the right. ocean and the waves and the way they were coming up, it reminded me very much of the lightsaber fight between Ben. Or Obi Wan and um, Anakin, Anakin on the fire, the lava planet in Episode Three. It was very similar, just fire versus water, like it was that kind of thing. But it structurally, visually looked very similar to that battle for me. No, without, I agree. Yeah, What's I would that? agree with that. Without so much the, because we can all at least agree the pound for pound. I think the lightsaber fights in the prequels are at least better action than any of the other films. Like, like, you know, the fight between Kylo Ren and Rey is really good. And the fight between Kylo Ren and Rey and all the Snoke's guards, that's really good too. Yeah. But like in terms of fast paced acrobatic action, nothing really comes close to Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan with Darth Maul. Um, and then Anakin versus Obi-Wan. That's, so I I really I, like I the Yoda Dooku fight. I'm a fan of that one too. <laughs> no, I'm I, serious. I was... I'm not making a joke. <laughs> that just looks so ridiculous. But Yoda bouncing around everywhere. That's what but I loved I about see, it. But but I'll defend I'll defend CJ for for this one. As yeah. much as I don't like Attack of the Clones, when you expect Yoda to come on screen, how did you want him to fight? old and slow and gasping for breath like he he is he gives off the impression especially in the, in the sequels that he is immensely powerful despite his stature despite his cane despite yeah. the fact that he speaks fucking backwards he he knows shit he does shit how did you want him to fight like like even like a short version of Alec Guinness like <laughs> urgh, urgh. like he's gotta fucking be leapfrogging around Christopher Lee's head I don't know if that was a scene that I needed. Like I would have been good if I did not see a Yoda lightsaber fight in the, in uh, all these movies. But if you had to have it, I suppose that's what you had to have. I think he should, I, I would, I would give you both this. I think they shouldn't have had it with Dooku. They should have saved it for him against the emperor in revenge of the Sith. That would have been a bigger, what the fuck moment. Which, yeah. yeah, I mean, you still got it, but after the Dooku thing, it lost some of its luster. Um, That's- I got you. Um, getting back to Last Jedi callbacks, though, because there is a, a sequence that... No, why are you laughing at me? I'm just remembering Yoda leapfrogging. Oh, okay. Um, because of the Sith, when he's like, the Emperor's throwing 
the podiums at him. Yeah. It, it literally looks like a frog jumping <laughs> off. <the ground. laughs> um, I did. I did. There was a sequence in The Last Jedi that at the time you see The Last Jedi before this movie, you're kind of like, eh, why, 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 why is this here? And to Broom me, Bo- what's that? Room boy? No, not Broom Boy. Wilson, Wilson lives. Leave Wilson alone. Um, well, I'm telling you, they have to cast OC in that Ryan Johnson yeah, yeah. spinoff. He needs yeah. to be Talk in that it. fucking movie. Talk about callbacks. Which episode do you got to go back on Potaskew to get that joke? <laughs> uh, Cinema Wars. Uh, Cinema Wars. Yeah. No. Fuck having OC in Star Wars. OC just needs to play Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. True. Um, yeah. Anyway, that said, but there's this, there is a real sequence in that movie that at the time doesn't make any sense. Or, I mean, there's a lot of sequences, but this one in particular. <laughs> um, when she goes down into the hole or pit whatever you want to call it and and there's that mirror thing and you're not sure what's going on but there's a couple of times before she goes down there where they refer to that as the darkness and now that we know what her lineage is it makes sense that that would be drawing her in i still find it even more confusing to be perfectly honest why like because look this is i'm i'm going into this on a personal level and also on a logistics level. Personally, I feel like my theory was better than what J.J. Abrams ultimately gave us, refresh, which is fine. Refresh us on your theory. My theory was, and I have Force Awakens and Last Jedi to support this theory, was that she was a clone. Mm. Now, I'm not saying she wasn't a clone of Palpatine or a clone of blah, blah, blah. But the point was that she was a clone of someone powerful. And... Because they established clones in Attack of the Clones, obviously, based on the fucking title. Um, And in Force Awakens, when she touches the lightsaber, it brings back memories and visions. Not just the future, but like of a fight between Luke and Vader. So it's either going to be she was a clone of of Anakin Skywalker or of Luke's cut-off missing fucking hand. They found the lightsaber where there was a hand holding it. So that was my theory. Jumping into even more of Last Jedi, when she goes in that fucking tunnel of hate, she sees all the fucking uh, mirrors, which rep for me represented the cloning. Exactly. Yeah. So for them to be like, oh, no, because now that, for my opinion, that that argument falls away because oh no, she's actually Palpatine's granddaughter. Now the clone things her seeing the mirror, the numerous copies of herself and the vision and force awakens now makes no sense to me. It, it feels it, it. It's like we, we, they were on to something. Ryan Johnson kind of fucked with it a little bit. And then Jay just like, all right, fuck it. The fans are freaking out. She's a, she's Palpatine's granddaughter. Fuck it. That's what I think. Chris. I mean, I thought that, I mean, your, your theory makes the most, sense but it's also the least surprising because the amount of foreshadowing that goes into it with the reflection in the cave i like that she was palpatine's granddaughter because it was a surprise i was not expecting that at all and i had a gajillion theories as to where she came from the most logical one being that she was a clone um i okay as much as i shit on the last jedi i've watched it a gazillion times i do 
somewhat enjoy the movie for what it was. And just to throw this out there, I don't know. Have you guys seen the documentary, the uh, the director and the Jedi? The thing that, no. is that an extra on the Last Jedi? I don't know if it's an extra, but it's basically behind the scenes of the making of and Ryan Johnson's involvement and the kind of headbutt that he had with uh, Mark Hamill, where Mark I, Hamill straight up on camera tells him, "I don't think this is how Luke is supposed to go." I, um, I, having said that, I will give you my full, you know, one hundred and ten percent into what you've given me. But I th- yeah, I think I did see that because I think I think that's the documentary that's on the the Blu-ray. So okay, okay. So basically, Ryan Johnson is a big Star Wars fan, and he got to make the movie, the Star Wars movie that he really wanted to see. He didn't account for the movie that the fans wanted to see. He got to make the movie that he wanted to see. Um, so it, it, it didn't fit, and so I get why JJ did like a Last Jedi ectomy for his movie, but. To give JJ a little more credit, he kind of makes the Last Jedi a little bit better with all, like you were saying, CJ, with the callbacks that he makes to it. Rico, man, you're right. Some of that shit doesn't make sense anymore. How did the lightsaber get back together after they tore it apart in Episode right. Eight? I have no idea. But again, I, just I, because of the disjointed nature and Kathleen Kennedy's fault, just because of the disjointed nature of all this, you just gotta go with it and enjoy it. Well, real but quick, I have. I have a theory about the lightsaber, actually. I have a feeling that, that Leia had something to do with that. Like, I, they don't have to explain it. I don't think they ever were going to, but I think Leia had something to do with the repair. I think I think she, because she still had the pieces at the end of The Last Jedi. She had both halves, so yeah. maybe Leia's got some Because one thing that was explained in this movie that was always implied but really kind of got touched on a little more was that Leia got formal Jedi training to a level that I never really thought she got. Like, I never thought she really got any training, and apparently she did. So, she has a knowledge base, and it was actually kind of confirmed for me when they showed that she had her own lightsaber. Now, I don't know if she built it or Luke built it. That was never really, like, discussed or, or explained, but... Had to build it. What's that? Every holder of the lightsaber has to build their own lightsaber. That's what I thought, honestly. So she has a a working knowledge of how to build a lightsaber, and so she might have either repaired it for Ray or rebuilt it with her together. You know, so that's that's how that gets back together, Chris. That's my theory, yeah. anyway. Yeah, one of those things that we as the viewer just have to guess and kind of. Sure. Except whatever. But but right. I mean that's another great example of how JJ made the last movie even better, explained how Leia was able to pull off floating through space. Right. Which well, I didn't I never said she, I, I've always when I first saw that I was like, she's not flying. She's not Carrie Poppins. She's force pulling <laughs> herself into, back into right. the back. It was a force pull. That was fine. You know, we are kind of like skirting around the thing that we just kind of touched on. The Emperor. The Emperor. I haven't really woken up until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. 
Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. First back. But we knew that way back when we saw that first trailer. Right. Yeah. One, one of my minor criticisms, and again, this is me saying like, as on a whole of Star Wars, the let's talk about the Emperor for one second. The Emperor is a fucking tactical genius. He is able to hide underneath the Jedi Council's nose for what's the, sta- the span of Phantom Menace to Revenge of the Sith? 15 years? Sure. I, even 20, potentially. Yeah, 15 to 20. Yeah. He's the, he's the evil Sith Lord. He's manipulating both sides. He's He started in a war to ultimately put himself into power. I would even argue that he's Tyrannus, like going all the way back, like well before episode one. Tyrannus. Darth Tyrannus. Lord Tyrannus, I think they called him. But yeah. Tyrannus is Count Dooku. No, 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 no. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Well, no, I'm talking about the one that, what he's talking to. That's it. Thank no, Cypher Diaz was on the Jedi Council. I'm talking about the one that, where he's talking to to Anakin and he goes, uh, oh, tell- "That's it. Thank you. Sorry, I had the wrong name. Yeah, maybe OC's on to something. Can we just have like Wilson, the fucking Jedi? Because all these fucking names are hard to. Darth Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> that that I would like to see. I'd like to see Broom Boy become Darth Wilson. That I'll watch. Um, <laughs> But here's my mm. point, and I was on to something. Is sorry, this you're t- telling me the same fucking tactical genius is able to come back after being chucked down a fucking arc, uh, the, the reactor thing. The Death Star goes boom. Somehow the Sith that is just like out on this planet, just kind of worshiping the Emperor, makes a clone of him essentially. And you're telling me the same guy has all these resources builds a fleet of Star Destroyers all with the capabilities to blow up a planet, each one of them, and he tells everyone about it. Like, he... If this is the same guy who is so adept at remaining hidden, you're telling me he just does a mass, like, conference call to the Republic and the Resistance and says, Hello, I'm back! (laughs) And, like, just... Really? The Emperor that we saw for fucking six goddamn movies would have just had an army and then launched an attack and had everyone been caught unawares. That, for me, was like, okay, I'm glad the Emperor's back, but come on. You are shitting me. You're telling me that that he just... The guy who is the, like, the master of the element of surprise did a total Bond villain move and told his whole fucking plan. And like, when he's like, when he loses at the end, how is he not, how is he surprised? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, at least give me that guys. Like, I'm not. Oh oh yeah. Oh no, I give it to you. And I give you, okay, kill Ray, kill Ray. Okay. You know what? Fuck that. I want Ray so I can take her body. Right. (laughs) Like, not even that. It's, I need her to kill me. So yes. then I jump into her body, which is a whole other fucking conversation. See, yeah, I didn't I get know. that from that. Yeah. I, I didn't get the, I'm going to jump into her body. I, I'm sorry. It's not what I, I got from that. 
That's what I got. Oh, yeah, that was the plan. He wanted her to kill him so she could, his spirit could transfer into her and reign as Empress Palpatine because all of the Sith would live within her, including him. I I took it more similarly, and again, going back to callbacks, about what he said to Luke in Return of the Jedi when he goes, strike me down and I'll become more powerful than you can ever imagine, or something to that effect. Okay, well, I'm sorry, but then I'm talking about, but there's still a scene where he's sitting on the throne in the Death Star talking to Luke and saying he wants him to kill him because... That would have flipped Luke to the dark side, and I think he would have like just gained his power. But I don't think he would have in. I don't think he would have inhabited his body. Same Correct. thing with same thing with Ray. I think if Ray had killed him, if she had gone that way, it would have been the same thing. He wouldn't have inhabited her body. She just would have gained his power. Well, but he, he wanted Luke to kill, not kill him. He wanted Luke to try to kill him because he knew Vader would protect him no matter what. But he just wanted Luke to flip to anger. Therefore, Luke would be headed down the dark path. That was his goal in Return of the Jedi. In this movie, he actually wanted Rey to strike him down so that way he would be released. And he would go from uh, what I got was he he would live in Rey along with all the Sith that lived before. Right, but to be to be fair... Yeah, I don't know if it was like a possession thing. Um, well, because it's which, the same thing as the Jedi side. Like, I mean, the fact that, you know, you you have all these... No, because they've said... She even says, I'm all the Jedi. She says right. that line at one point. So, by yeah. that standard, she's got Yoda living inside her and Luke and fucking Mace Windu and whoever else. Yeah, I'm one with the Force, the Force is with me. I'm one with the Force, the Force is with me. Yeah, a thousand years of Jedi living inside of her. Um, Giggity. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, you like the little green thing, don't you? I, I, um, but I, one little question. Yeah. yeah. She still kills him. True, it's, it's he dies of his own destruction. His force lightning disintegrated him. Right. But it wasn't still, her anger. Right. But but Check that brings me to my, my question, which is the force lightning that he had reflected onto him from Mace Windu in episode three didn't kill him and didn't even hurt him. It disfigured him. Absolutely. But let's all be honest. As Ian McDermott's a great actor, not a great looking dude. It didn't really do much. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, but okay. So, but, no, no, no. Hold on. My point is that he fakes being weak, but then he shocks, you know, Mace Windu loses a fucking hand, like everyone else in Star Wars. <laughs> and by the way, unlimited power fucking, you know, gives him a goddamn bolt of electricity, shoots him out, and he's totally fine. Shoots Why him out. Windu. What? <laughs> Why is <laughs> no, I said shoots him out the window. The window, thank you. Why is it the same thing that happens? That kills him. Doesn't like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It either fuels him, or is it maybe that's what happened? He was overly charged, you know, and and that's you know when you when you overly charge a battery, it blows up. Is that basically well, what the thing is? No, I 
Okay, Chris, do you want to answer? Because I have a, I do have a theoretical, theoretical answer to him. But do you have one you want to throw at him first? Nah, you could throw it out at him. I appreciate the offer. I just want to throw in, drop in really quick. By the way, thank God there were no amputations in this trilogy. Okay, you just beat me to it. I was one thing I was going to say. I was really happy that they didn't cut her hand, specifically Ray's, because I think if they were going to do it to anybody, it would have been Ray. So the fact that they, they didn't cut her, her hand off, I was really happy about. Because um, it would have been in order Ray or Kylo. It would have been one of those two, and they didn't do it to either of them. So I'm. Very happy about that, but yeah. I was kind of hoping yeah. someone would have lost a hand. That's sort of a Star Wars go-to, like yeah, but it's overdone. I'm kind of I'm, yeah. I'm I'm with Chris. It, they needed to break that cycle. I'm okay with that. I'm really yeah. Am. That's a yeah. That's a trope that didn't need to be carried over. Thank it's you. It's a tradition. No, no. <laughs> I'm I'm a hundred percent with Chris on this one. Um, uh, I, I disagree. But, I think it was Disney being pussies personally. Yeah, no, because they fucking stabbed Kylo right through the chest and showed the wound. So no, that's um, stabbed. That's not the same thing as a fucking limb being cut off. But they showed yeah. the wound. So yeah. Plus, commit. Can you imagine the toys that Disney could have sold? The variants of Ray with her hand off, like with a little <laughs> magnet that you could take True. it off. Come on. True. But anyway, that's um, the toys it could sell. We call our hands on Ray. This is hands off Ray. Oh God. <laughs> um. To your to your question about how how he gets killed, I I, I think there's a couple of factors that could be going on. One of which is because because she's Palpatine in origin. I think it's different. You know what I mean? I think it's it, it it's a different effect when she shoots the lightning back at him even if it's a reflection of his own lightning i think there's some of her power going through it because to to your point chris when let's say for real at one point ray dies i mean she ultimately survives but she do we agree that at one point she's dead yeah yeah yeah. okay so when she dies i think she does turn I think she is technically on the dark side at that moment when she dies, like the Emperor predicted. If he kills her, she'll turn to the other side and get all this power. What I think brings her back in both ways is Ben. When he comes in and he's turned to the light side now, he's no longer Kylo, he's Ben Solo again. And What's that? A gap shirt. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but when he comes back and he's Ben Solo and he's like holding her and essentially transferring his essence into her, that's when she becomes the Ray we know again. You know, you didn't intend to, but you just made me think of something else that reminded me of that. What's that? You're t- you basically what you just said was. That when she died, the wait because I only saw it the one time. Did did she get like killed and then like came back to life and then fought Palpatine and then won and that was it? No, right? Fought Palpatine, okay. kills Palpatine with the lightning thing that you're talking about, dies from the power overload of that battle, and then Ben comes out of the pit that he gets thrown into, which God knows how he did that, and like holds her and basically fucking rogues himself into her. Well, rogues himself. 
<laughs> well, that's good. Which, no, because it reminded way, it reminded me that scene in, in the first X Men when Rogue's when Wolverine's holding on to Rogue when she's dead and like transfers his fair, power. It looked very fair, much like fair that. Enough. Yeah. You know, a lot of people were complaining about like, what's with this new force power? I'm like, every idiot who's had a Star Wars video game has played that force power. Yep. You have to self heal with the force. This is nothing new. Except the except the recent one. He doesn't heal that way. Not oh, yet, he anyway. He gets med packs, yeah. Um, okay. Well, what about passing, passing shit through the forest? Like, that to me doesn't make any I, sense at all. I, I do agree. That that was that never was a thing until Snoke slash Emperor, because as we realized, Snoke is the Emperor, or at least a original... He's an OC. He's an original clone. Yeah. Uh, but... Like the and then, but that's my. But see, wait, you, Chris, you say to yourself these new expansions. You like these new expansions that they were doing. Like this may have always been a force power that we just never got to see, because there was never there was never two people connected that directly through the force. Not that directly. No, don't. No, who? Luke. Leia. Not that closely. Not that directly they, they where they were having conversations, seeing each other. That did not but, happen. But if they hadn't revealed she was the sister and they ended up fucking, it would have been that way. <laughs> oh, come on. Like, force Skyping is one thing. But <laughs> like I had a I had a problem in The Last Jedi when Luke appears and he actually can pass off the dice and they're physically there for a while until he decides they're no longer there anymore. Like I had a problem with matter transference through the force in the last movie, but now they're actually passing lightsabers to each other through the force somehow. And I'm like, uh, all right, I, I'll go with it. This is a new way you can use the force that I've never seen before. It kind of doesn't really fit to how the force has been described to me, but sure. You got to tell this story. I, I, it was like another one of those. Okay, I'm gonna go with it just because I'm having a good time. But there's a lot of that that happens in this movie. I actually the, liked it. I thought it was a nice not, twist. By the way, it's not a forced Skype call. It's for it's hashtag force time. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. No, I think um, he's. I think he's right, probably Chris. I, I think it's actually a thing on Twitter. Yeah, is it now? Yeah. Um, yeah. I I do have like structural again. I liked Rise of Skywalker. I thought it was a very good movie. But uh, as a trilogy, I was like, hmm, there's two of these I like. There's one of these that, yeah. But there's a part, like, if you just go, because we're Star Wars fans, we have to deep dive into, why did Emperor Palpatine think this thought? Like, you know, because we're that way. Um, but let's, let's touch that. We now know Snoke is Emperor Palpatine, or Emperor Palpatine was created Snoke and every voice Kylo Ren has ever heard, which I did like because I had this long standing theory that we were, that Darth Vader was speaking to Kylo Ren and fucking with him. And then I had a whole theory about like, there's a dark side uh, force ghost and there's a light side force ghost. So you get to yeah. see a red silhouetted Darth Vader and a blue silhouetted uh, Anakin Skywalker, just like tearing Kylo Ren apart. Like, yeah, which was a good theory, him. by the way. I really like that theory when you had yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that shit, was a great shit. one. But I also do like that it was like Emperor Palpatine fucking with Kylo this whole time as Vader. That's some dark shit. Where he's like, I'm bringing you up. I'm your grandfather. I love you. But really, 
But my question, why the fuck, and I stress that, why the fuck did Snoke link Kylo Ren to Rey if Snoke is the Emperor and the Emperor knows Rey's his granddaughter? Well, wait. Do you answer your own question? You don't... But why try and kill her then? He didn't. He was trying to the whole time. It, no. Snoke was. But Snoke is the is the emperor. Right. Really? He well yeah. Yes, he said that. Okay, I missed that all altogether. I thought you, he was just the emperor's like henchman, which is no, why he no, had so many I, clones I, of him. No, essentially the way they described it was that he, yes, he had these clone bodies that were Snoke, but the Emperor was basically he was a puppet, and the emperor was speaking, th- speaking and acting through him. That's the way it came oh. across. Which um, goes with the whole thing of "strike me down, I go into your body." Well, which briefly, me, my brother had a theory about that long before that he said, "I think he thought Hux was uh, was possessed by the emperor." He had the whole theory that all right, if Snoke is whatever, Snoke is either the emperor or Snoke is his own thing. He thought Snoke was going to, like, force jump, all right, hashtag force jump, from <laughs> that body to Hux's body. And his, uh, his evidence was when Hux walks in and sees uh, Snoke cut in half, he all of a sudden looks at Kylo Ren and wants to reach for his blaster and shoot him while he's, while he's knocked out on, on, knocked unconscious. Because in my brother's mind, that's the Emperor slash Snoke being like, this motherfucker just like cut me in half. I'm going to shoot him. Oh, wait, he woke up. All right, well, element of surprise is over. So my brother's kind of right. It didn't happen because, ironically enough, Hux turned out to be like, hey, well, remember well, that angry ginger fucking Nazi? Fuck him! <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute because that was a little odd to me. But getting back to what you were saying and Chris to your thing, like, if it, I've just lost my train of thought. Shit. Um, the between Kylo and Ray, why the fuck did Snoke do that? If the Emperor, the is whole, the, you know, the whole time he's been trying to bring, see, he's been trying to do two things simultaneously, right? He's been trying to get Kylo as dark to the dark side as possible. So that's why he lets him cut Snoke in half, essentially, because it just it keeps adding to this anger that's supposed to be right. But he's got. I don't know if that was planned. That was not part of his fucking plan. Well, no, no, uh, not necessarily. But obviously, he had multiple Snokes in reserve. We saw that in the vat. But you know, he had multiple Snokes afterwards. He's like, "Fuck, dude, Kylo cut my original copy. I gotta make a. I gotta make thirty of these now, just in case." (laughs) Well, yeah, but still, that aside, like he, he, the whole what what it looks like now. Is it the whole time he's been trying to get Ray back to what the name of the fucking planet? Sithland. Call it fuck it. Okay, Sithland. Um, but he's been trying <laughs> to get Ray back to that point. So he's been doing that as well as trying to keep Ben Kylo as as deep into the dark side as possible. All right, I'll give you that because he. I mean, because the Emperor didn't know where. Ray was. She was on Jakku. The parents were dead. She went from that to with Han and Finn. And then from there, she went to fucking hang out with Luke. And then from there, okay, all right. 
you 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 proved you proved me wrong. So because I was like thinking like if there was a link, couldn't he have just like it was just a little sloppy for like Snoke to be like literally having Ray in his grasp and then just be like, I don't know, chuck her in a cage, send the send the fucking cage in the ship, have the ship go to the fucking planet and be like, Emperor's like, thank you. That's all I well, fucking needed. See, but here's the other thing. I think he needed her to go on her journey to a degree to get her to be able to get to the dark side, which is where he wanted her to go. Now, ultimately, well, didn't work because Leia had a bigger influence on her than he did, but that was I'll his give, ultimate goal. I'll give you that, but this is also the same, the same type of thinking of like, hey, I've got a master plan. Let's let everyone know. That's still a big issue for me. See, I that's a big issue for you, and I get why it is, but to me, there was what it is I don't have an answer for, but there was a there was a method to his madness. So there was a reason. He had a reason for doing that. What it was yeah. may not be clear, but he had one. Like I don't think it's a random thing or a flub up like you're talking about. No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm, and I'm not even I, I'm just saying I think JJ was probably trying to aim for if the emperor reveals himself, then the resistance and the rebellion like loses hope. That's and then they're ultimately just give up. Sure. But more likely to fucking give up if like 50 goddamn planet destroying ships just show up. They'll be like, all right, I'm done. Fuck it. Okay. Like, so you win. that brings me to a question for both you guys. So, Chris, please chime in here. But what do we think about the fact that, they, you know, for two movies, you had the only way you were able to use Death Star tech was to build this gigantic fucking floating space station. And now you can miniaturize it almost to a blaster. Well, maybe not that small, but I mean, you had this—you had this battering ram in the Last Jedi that would that that Finn specifically says is Death Star tech. And then again, you have it on these ships that the Emperor's developed. I'm also, cool with that. I'm also, cool with technology why? advancing. That's fine. Okay, I just—you know—it just seemed. It seemed like a big jump to me. But the other question I have, and this is more of just a tongue-in-cheek question, why is the only ship um, configuration that works geometric? Like, seriously. The only thing that works are these triangular-shaped ships. They're always That's the thing, triangles. Man. <laughs> if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I, well, I guess, but... They, they have triangles, they have giant circles, like... When? When does the the new order or the the first order and and the empire ever have anything other than triangles? Well, Death Star was Death a big Star. Old circle. Well, Death Star wasn't a ship; it was a space station. I'm talking about ships. Well, like, Death Star so, traveled through space too. Yeah, okay, through light speed. stationary. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Tie Fighters are a circle with two with lines, gigantic which... squares, geometric shape. <laughs> I mean, which, by the way, is genius because. Kids can draw TIE Fighters so oh, easy. Yeah. It's just yeah. circle. X-Wings line. are easy to draw, too. So yeah. I've, got another, I've got another question. It took them how long to create the first Death Star? Well, years, but that's because they kept having to hide the plans. Okay. How long did it take them to make the second Death Star? Oh, I know. I always had a problem with that. It was like 18 three months. Years. Well, that's because they years. were double-timing it. Yeah, well, yes. But, as but lost, like, so... I mean, go throw a fucking throwback to clerks. How many people <laughs> do you 
think died on the first Death Star. That's so many stormtroopers and technicians. Yeah. You're telling me he managed to find double that to well. fix and make the next one. You know, you as know, a contractor, you yes, <laughs> <laughs> you you choose your uh, jobs wisely. Um... <laughs> but you don't get a choice if Darth Vader is standing in the corner, being like, "You're saying no to this." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I. I... I want to touch on something you brought up, Rico, because it is something I want to talk about. What do we think about Hux being the the mole or the traitor or whatever? Chris, I've been talking forever. Why don't you go? Man, I I kind of dug it. Um, it seemed like a very easy out to conclude his story. Agreed. And if anybody in this trilogy has my sympathy, in a weird way, it's Hux, not Rose. Because every movie, that guy just... Gets tossed around like a rag doll. In the second one, he because in the first one he's it's the implication that like he is the only other person that has no problem saying no to Kylo Ren. Yeah. And he I mean he's screaming, he's doing his fucking Nazi, you know, speech. He he has power. He's sort of a young uh, Moff Tarkin is what I got the impression of him. You know what I mean? Like he's got that power. I mean, screaming doesn't help, but he still has this air of authority yeah. without even having a mask. Like Kylo Ren looks imposing because he walks around in a fucking, you know, emo Vader, you know, helmet. Yeah. Which, by the way, that was cool as shit. They brought that fucking thing back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I, okay. and like the weird, like, Red hot glue. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that was the total symbolism of Ryan Johnson broke this shit apart. Here I am, JJ. I'm going to fix it, put it back together, make it cool again. There's a lot of that. It's that. It's the fixing of the of the Excalibur lightsaber. It's also um, the scene with Luke is the one you brought up yesterday. With Luke, where Luke, where she throws the lightsaber in the fire, which. Fuck you for doing that. And then <laughs> a ghost Luke, which I'm like, they're ghosts, but they can hold shit. That's weird, <laughs> but I'm okay with it because it's the same logic way back in Emp- or return of the Jedi where old as ghost Ben Kenobi is confronted by Luke being like, why didn't you tell me Vader's my father? And then Ben Kenobi gets so tired yep. as a ghost let me have a seat while i tell you this story uh hold on let me pull my robes apart a little bit here okay shit did my robe get caught on that log like yeah these jedi force ghosts have the weirdest i i need someone to explain to me how they have mass and matter and how like force ghost yoda can call down lightning and i but again (laughs) just Gotta go with it. It's like, well, okay, cool. We're well, doing this now. Cool. <laughs> not to mention, I, I completely had forgot about it. Force Ghost Yoda bonks Luke on the fucking head. With his with stick. Yep. Yeah. stick. Yeah. And Luke's like, I, dude, I... Oh, wait. <laughs> okay, I okay hold on, on. Hold on. Time out here. Let's... let's we'll come back to this. because I want to get back to my Hux thing that we started. Well, let me, but you let me finish that scene. So Luke catches the lightsaber and says this deserves more respect that was such a fuck you to ryan johnson yep yeah one uh, yeah 
right, go ahead, CJ. No, no, so I have a follow-up question because I have a theory, but I want to ask my question first before I give my theory. Do we think Hux was the inside man from the beginning? No. Or no? No. Okay. See, that's where I'm at, too. I think by the end of The Last Jedi, he's so annoyed with Kylo that he's like, fuck this shit. I got to do something. So... And he okay. references it. He says, "I needed. I don't necessarily want you to win. I just need him to lose." But agreed. Yeah. Because if he if he started as a resistance member from the very beginning, his ass would have been so fired for destroying five fucking planets. Yeah. Like I don't <laughs> care how deep you want to be, you 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 kind of just fucked us all over. Yeah. Like I'm 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 deep. I'm I'm a deep secret agent, dude. You became the villain. What the fuck? Um, I, I, uh, the other thing I was unclear on, and maybe you guys picked up something I didn't, the general that ends up running everything and ends up killing Hux, first off, it's implied he was in the original trilogy. I don't remember him, but that doesn't mean he wasn't there. And then two, how did he leapfrog Hux? Because Hux seemed like he was like, the top guy just below Kylo and Snoke. Because the Emperor was in control of the whole thing. So he was working directly for the Emperor. Okay. So if Hux is the only... If Hux is dead... Well, this is before... Even before he kills Hux, it seemed like he was kind of ahead of him. He sent him out. No, he wasn't ahead of him, but like... He was... It's like Vader and... Moff Tarkin, like they're they're right, but that's what Hux Hux was the Moff Tarkin. So when did this guy leapfrog him to become the Moff Tarkin? Essentially, I think he always was. We just didn't see him, which is bullshit in and of itself. But that's okay because he needed to be cryogenically created on the fucking Sith planet. I don't, I don't know. Okay, I was just by the way, that actor is an awesome actor, Richard E. Grant. The oh, guy played good. it. Yeah, so good. He's been, he's been around forever. Okay, well, so Ford, to my question, he was, was he in the original? Does the character, no. not the actor, was the character? Because no. no. he said, no. "I served you before. I'll serve you right. again." Meaning, right. I think that's reference back to the four, five, and six. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I served you during the time of the Sith. I think is what he said. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's been around for a very long time, which would answer your question of why is he a higher rank? Because he's been around longer. Okay, he, well, that, yeah. He, he is essentially Emperor Palpatine's Snape. He's his own double agent. He's his own, like, mm. secret guy that he's been, like, you know, he, he's his secret apprentice without being a Force user. Let's let's put it that way. Okay. He's like, if all this Force shit goes to shit, you are my political strategy. Which... For the most part, Richard E. Grant was so good that when he was first cast, they didn't like say who his character was. Everyone was thinking and theorizing that he was Thrawn. Right. Okay. Because I don't of the know. Same bone structure. I don't know who Thrawn is. On, so I apologize. Admiral oh. Thrawn was this blue-skinned, red-eyed, tactical fucking genius for the Empire. Like. Yeah. Moff Tarkin didn't compare. Vader didn't compare. It was 
Thrawn. Yeah. And this is what this is from the official canon at the time. Now they've kind of redid re, they've Disney has redone the canon, but at the time this was the official continuation after Return of the Jedi. There was a trilogy of books, the uh, Heir to the Empire trilogy. Right. And uh, this character is the one that resurrects the Empire. He's the bad, the main, the main antagonist of that series. Yeah, he's the new. He's a Moth Tarkin Vader com- combination sort of thing. But actually, Chris, I don't know if you know. Did you ever watch Rebels? I did not, but I do know that he's in there. He is pretty fucking prominently in there. Ironically, yeah. I think he's voiced by uh, the brother of Mass Mikkelsen, the guy who plays Jin Erso's dad, the the creator of the Death Star, essentially. Oh, that's cool. All right. So I think his name is Lars Miggleson. Okay, so he's back in the canon then. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Because that's my point is that as much as these movies are have some faults and some praise, like Disney kind of dropped the ball. We can all sort of agree with not really going a, a the adapting an extended universe. They should, in my opinion, I would have much rather see the Skywalker solo twins that were in the extended universe. Uh, what were their name? Uh, Jaina and Jaina. Yeah. And then have young Anakin solo and shit like that. Have Luke, uh, Mary, uh, Mara Jade and have his own bullshit and yada, yada, yada. Well, have yeah. Chewbacca let me, die exploding planet. Let me ask you a quick question. Cause you mentioned these twins, these Skywalker twins. How old are they supposed to be? In the, I know they're not in this movie, but in the this EU, how old are they supposed to be? I don't get that much older than like twenty. I think they're still pretty young. Yeah, they grew up to become Jedi, though. They grew well, up to he, become Jedi, and then one turns. Well, yeah. here's here's what I was wondering. Going back to a question you asked a while ago, Rico, about how she killed him, killed the Emperor using the lightning or whatever, and. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if they say she's Palpatine's granddaughter, not saying that's not accurate, but they don't reference both her parents. Like, both her parents are not his kids. It's not like it's incest, right? Right. So what if what if one of the other one, what if whatever parent that wasn't Palpatine was a Skywalker? Oh, but which Skywalker? But that's one that we don't know, and these twins could have been the answer. That's why I was asking how old they would have been, because what if one of those twins, especially the one that did now you're telling me one of them turned, so um, whatever one didn't turn is the other parent to Ray. Do, do we know which one was the child of Palpatine? No, that's my the point. Boy. We don't know if it's the father or the mother. It was the father. It was the we, father. Oh, we... Okay. Yeah. How did we find His that out? Was, I don't. I read it somewhere. Oh well, okay, but it's not explained in the movie, is what I'm saying. No, no, yeah, just the, in the same way that we don't know what Finn was going to say to right Ray, and you know JJ later came out and said, "Yeah, it's I'm force sensitive." Like there's a whole bunch of stuff that didn't get included in the movie, and it's like you got to do your homework to like put the pieces together. Just like we don't know what interesting pickup line Palpatine used to get laid in the first place. <laughs> right? I, like, like we know it was before he all crusty, but like, okay. okay. Palpatine's pickup line. And you can only use lines from star Wars movies. Go. <laughs> Have you ever heard the tragic tale of Darth Plagueis? The wise. 
How about, how about, look at the size of that thing. You came in that thing, you're braver than I thought. Oh! <laughs> Not from a Jedi. Oh! Very good! Thank you. <laughs> Judge me by my size, Drew, you. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I have another one. Um, it didn't go in, it just bounced off the outside. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but if that, were, if that had happened, we wouldn't have had a, a Ray Palpatine. Which, can I ask you guys for one second? I've heard from numerous people that have actually, like, changed, like, not personally, I've seen people talk about this online, that they have grown up to not like their family and then chosen a different last name or been adopted and embraced that last name. Are we fine with, how do you guys feel about Ray? Now being a Skywalker, that now she is the uh, she's the title character. She's the rise of Skywalker. It's not Luke. It's not Solo. It's not. It's, it's she's a Skywalker. Are we cool with her? That with doing that? I am. I've got no problem with it. I actually think. I actually think it is the way it should have went. Um, I I I think I think with her embracing the light as opposed to the dark side. Um, yeah, I'm I'm fine with it. Was Shami Skywalker? Was that her given name, or yes. was that her slave name? That's oh name. well, well. What do you mean? I don't think she had a slave name. I think I don't think they had slave names. I think that was they just the slave names. Yeah, like basically, is that the name that she was born with, or was that given yeah. to her by someone? No, I think that was In what the she same was born way with. That Solo was given to given to him. No, Solo, he kind of just. Gave himself, honestly. Yeah, he just made it up on the spot. But right. you, know, you know what I'm no. saying? Like, yeah. I'm just curious. So that way, if if it were like her given, if that name was given to her, I would have a much easier time accepting Ray just taking Skywalker as her, you know, last name. Which, by the uh, way, what a, what luck she got a cool. If someone gave her the name Skywalker, that's some fucking lucky shit. Because Skywalker is an awesome last name. Yeah, yeah, it that's pretty could have cool. Been something awful, like. Job of the Hutt sex slave, you know, like. <laughs> By the way, wait a minute though. If you know, going back to my theory about Ray for a second, right? We keep talking about where the lineage and where 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 the other half of this, you know, parenting couple come from that would make Ray, right? We don't know if yeah. Shmi didn't have brothers and sisters somewhere or aunts and uncles. There could be other Skywalkers. Children. You're going the dogma route. No, yeah, um, no, like be, like Jesus, right? Oh, Ray, like Jesus. Jesus had brothers and sisters in the same way that Anakin had brothers and sisters, or even if well, no, we we're pretty sure he only had half brothers and sisters just based on what you see in Episode Two. But to wait, that wait, point, wait, 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 no, Anakin does not or, have half brothers and sisters or step step brothers. Excuse me, calm the fuck down. Jesus. No, that's different. Would you rather be the half brother of Christ or the step brother of Christ? Neither, but that's not the point. Um, <laughs> we all go to hell. We all go to hell for having this conversation. Hail Mary, full of grace. Lotus of thee. At least that's if right. you're a half, at least you're, if you're a half brother of a of a fucking religious deity, you get some of the fucking magical perks. But if you're a step brother, you're just that asshole who lives in the same house. Right, okay, but going back to the argument you guys had during Cinema Wars, if the Force comes from to the Skywalker family as a whole, if Shmi has siblings, then they p 
potentially are force users as well. So therefore, if they have kids and then one of those kids marries Palpatine's offspring, right? There we go. But except Shmi was uh, Shmi gave birth, got pregnant, and gave birth to Anakin because he was an immaculate conception. Yes, no, I'm Supposedly talking about the planet there by Palpatine. You're not right. hearing. You're not hearing me. I am, no, I am hearing you. The chosen one is just the chosen one. Right. You're that still not hearing DNA. me. That's his DNA. Yes. Yeah. But if the Skywalkers as a whole can use the Force, and if Shmi has siblings, not Anakin, Shmi has siblings, yeah. then they have kids, and one of those kids marries Palpatine's offspring, there's Ray. I see what you're saying, but I go with the fact that let me put it this way. Shmi by herself is not powerful. Anakin is powerful. We don't so, know that Shmi's not powerful. She wouldn't have fucking died. If she what not if she didn't know she had the power. She knew there was something. She said, I can't explain it. I carried him. I birthed him. I don't know what the fuck was going on. You would but think she didn't she know how to use the like, force. She didn't know how to use the force. Okay. Doesn't mean she couldn't. She didn't know. You're mi- Okay, but you're making a theory on top of a theory. There's no, there's no evidence to right, support Right, because there's fucking written down rules to any of this. <laughs> We're totally just making shit up at this point. Because, like, okay, okay, let's say, let's say Watto and Shmi got down and had a kid. So you got a little fucking Skywalker with wings on his back. Okay, go with me here. <laughs> but he would literally be, he would live up to his fucking name and be a Skywalker. Exactly. Boom. Oh, but, shit. but. I, not- wait, I want that movie. I want the Star Wars spin-off of Watto and Shmi's offspring. I want that fucking movie. Skywalker. Oh my god! But here's the thing: when I come, when I fucking make a theory, I'm looking at what we're given. You are just making a fucking like it. It, it would be the equivalent of being like, you know what? I got a theory. I know why Kylo Ren was such an asshole. Luke and Leia had him, not Leia and Han. No, it's no, no, it's not like that at all. Now you're just fucking. Nitpicking to move your point. Adding family <laughs> members that we have no fucking clue even exist. You know what? You what? guys, you guys convinced me. Rise of Skywalker was shit. Fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys have turned me. Thanks, guys. Thanks for letting me see clearly now. Uh. This episode has been brought to you by the downfall of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag release the JJ cut. Yeah. Right. Oh, Christ. Oh, dear God. Look, again, I fucking like the movie. That's what so I have I. to say. Is I like the fucking movie. Um, and uh, one thing I did want to bring up, and I keep forgetting to, we kept alluding to, is one of the things that I want to expand upon, and I told CJ this, I'll tell you this, Chris, is yeah. that the scene where she hears all the voices yeah. of the Jedi, first off, beautiful scene. Well, and they didn't just do like the main hitters. They yeah. went in deep cuts to like Ahsoka Tano from Clone Wars to Adia Gallia, like someone who we never even heard fucking speak. She was the the African American, or I she, she the, I don't know. She 
think she has a British accent. She's a black British Jedi on the Jedi Council in Phantom Menace. Why is it Yaddle? Why didn't Yaddle? Damn it. Huh? Who? Yaddle. Yo, you didn't hear Yaddle, but I but I even got beef with this scene too. Like, why do you hear Ben twice? Like, why do you hear young Kenobi and old Kenobi? Yeah. I thought you did. Actually, I thought I did, Chris, to be fair. I thought I did. No, you did hear both. And I'm saying you pick pick one. You can't do both. Oh, you're saying don't do both. My bad. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the beef that I had. Like, like, if you want to go with Force Ghost Kenobi, cool. Keep it at that. But you get young young Kenobi, too. So just so you can get you and McGregor to make a cameo, I'm like, "Mm, no, I don't know. It's, It's... it would be like hearing Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker both say, like, you're doing good. Yeah. Like, um, did they have Anakin, by the way? Yeah. He said, he said, continue so- something, something like I've. Yeah. Balance the force. Bring balance to the force like I did. That's. It was, um, it was so rapid fire that I didn't catch all of them. Like, I tried, but it was very rapid fire. There was also Liam Neeson. I Liam heard Neeson's Liam. Spygon came back. I heard him. Mace fucking went I, he- I heard Mace. I heard Yoda. I heard Luke. And I heard yeah. um I heard Alec Guinness. Those are the ones I heard. And McGregor came back, which I think now we just call it Alec McGinnis. Well, because I fucked up and said that like three episodes ago, Dick. Yeah. <laughs> um Alec McGregor. Alec um, McGregor. <laughs> so my whole thing was it's so awesome that they did that. But couldn't we have seen it? Couldn't we have seen a whole sea of Jedi Force ghosts not doing shit, but just standing behind her, like, you know, and have, like, the Emperor have this look of, like, like a little twitch in his eye of, like, oh, shit. Like, now I'm in trouble. They don't have to do anything, but just for the emotional impact, like... Fuck it. Have the Avengers behind Captain America. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. The only other place that would have fit is in the Tatooine scene at the end instead. Because that's where I think you should have done it. Where you saw Luke and Leia just have them all standing there. But that's more of a personal thing. Because that's Luke where Luke's from. And even though, because Leia doesn't have a fucking planet anymore. (laughs) Like, that's why she's standing there. It's not because, like, I, I read a comment where someone's like, why the fuck did Ray bury Leia's lightsaber there? She never said, because where the fuck are all the wrong is she supposed to put it? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, here, it goes to Alderaan, just chucks it in a space. Like, boom, I actually, <laughs> I mean, it was cool to see her go back to the, the moisture farm and all that kind of thing. But, like, it would have been kind of cool if she had buried it on Jakku. I think she should have buried a knock too, personally. I think she should have gone back to the fucking island planet and just been like, fuck it. This is now that's, the new Tatooine. That's a possibility. Or maybe this may, well, maybe Tatooine was meant to be the new Octo. That's why she went there. I think Jakku was meant to be the new Tatooine. Well, okay. I mean, well, so was that a planet where they had the fucking, you know, um, Burning Man festival at the beginning of the movie. That was a little weird. <laughs> Like, I'm, you know, Kevin Smith did a whole review about this, and I never noticed it, but he said something. He's like, I got to watch that now. Yeah, I haven't seen well, it yet. I'll say one thing. He's like, sure. everyone really gives a fuck about last names in this movie. Like, in the first movie, they say, who are you? I'm Ray. 
cool. Move on. Now <laughs> everyone gives a fuck about, well, who are you? I'm Ray. What's your last name? I don't have a last name. I'm nobody. Blah, 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 blah. They do that two or three times in this movie until finally at the very end she says, oh, no one's been at this fucking house since forever, since we like saw Uncle Owen and Aunt Baru just smoldering. Like, who the <laughs> fuck are you? And she's like, I'm Ray. Ray who? And then she looks at fucking Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher and be like, Skywalker. And then, cool, credits. Why, my opinion, because I'm, fi- I, I'm fine with her embracing the Skywalker name and have um, Luke and Leia nod their, kind of nod their approval. Like, yeah, you, you earned it. You deserve it. Right. You are going to carry on the Skywalker name because fucking Solo died because, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> he died because he gave you too much. Which, by the way, is really cracks me up that Kylo Ren's last line of dialogue in the entire fucking franchise is "ow." Yeah. But did you, did you I, like I, that, I, that he kissed real quick? Just did you have a problem with that? It just seemed a little awkward. A little bit. A little yeah. awkward. Like I would have. I would have liked it better though if he had survived and they'd gone off together. Yeah, like you know, the fact that she kissed him and then he dies. Although, yeah, and then he's like, she kisses him, he's like, ow, and then boom, he fucking disappears because that. Remember when just like Jedi just didn't disappear when they died? (laughs) Well, no, when, when the what? I mean, you gotta you gotta go back to episode three for that. Bullshit. You, you think about what happened to Qui Gon Jinn. Qui Gon Jinn. That's was the thing. You have to go back to Episode Three before for the last time a Jedi died and didn't just vanish. Is what I'm saying. No, oh, Episode Six. Vader no. has to burn, and then Episode One, Qui Gon gets burned. But wait, wait, wait. How do we know that Vader's body, Anakin Skywalker's body, didn't disappear in the suit? We saw the suit burning. Right. The, What's the point of burning the suit? He's cremating his father. Symbolism? Yeah. Eh, eh. I don't think I see much point in burning the suit if but, but here's there's my no body point. inside. Wait, but yeah, but if you don't know there's no was, body inside, because he's more robot than body, so the, uh, the it would have kept its form. Than man. Get it right, motherfucker. Whatever. It would have kept its form, is my point. So. But Qui-Gon Jinn... Well, no, there are ashes, because... Kylo Ren has the ashes. So no, he has the helmet. He has the ashes. Where? In his little trophy room. Don't, that's the helmet on a thing of ashes. It's At a... one point in Force Awakens, when he takes, when he first re- takes off his helmet and I... shows his pretty boy look, he drops his Kylo Ren helmet on a pile of ashes. It's a pile of dirt. You don't know that it's I ashes. It's a pile of sand. Yes, thank you. That's where I was at. Look, the Skywalkers do not fucking like sand. Okay, why the fuck would he have sand? That would be dis- That would be a disservice to uh, his grandfather's memory. It's his fucking ashes. And but, also- but, but, get, but get, get to Qui Gon. You're making yeah. a point there. J.J. Abrams confirmed. Thank you, Chris. Ashes. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Qui Gon Jinn was the first one of the Jedi to ex- to like be able to be one with the Force and to keep going. He taught Yoda through force meditation, but right. after he had died. So when right. Qui-Gon Jinn got fucking stabbed by Darth Maul, theoretically, he should have disappeared. Right. And he got cremated. 
No. No, 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 no. I disagree. Because he learned that technique after he died. Everyone after that, wait, wait, hear me out. Everyone after that gets taught that technique from the afterlife, from Qui-Gon and subsequent Jedis. So they fade off because they've learned the technique before death. So that's why they don't need to be like cremated or burned or whatever. Anakin was never taught. I technically never taught it, you would think, but then he shows up at the end of Jedi, so I'm not sure. But the point being is that, to your question, he didn't learn that till after. Okay. Uh, that's that's fair. See, okay, so then... Not- well, so then explain to me why Leia dies, doesn't disappear until Ben dies, and they both disappear together. Because she was... I, I have one too, but go ahead, Rico. No, I said I was confused by that. Oh, I have a theory. It's it's pretty yeah. simple. She was much like <laughs> Luke did with projecting himself to that other planet where they had the battle in the Last Jedi. Instead of projecting her image, she was protecting her, projecting her her force or her essence towards her him, her light side. Yeah, to him, and that's what actually that along with I I almost think that's what allowed him to have the vision of his father on the the Death Star planet, whatever you want to call whatever that was called. Which right. shouldn't that been Endor, by the way. I if, they I thought Death they Star said Endor, up. but then it was all this water, so I don't know. Yeah. No, they got mul- multiple moons around Endor. Oh, was it a moon around Endor? Okay. Well, I- Miss they that. were on the fo- uh, the forest mood of Endor for Return of the Jedi, so right. this was either Endor itself or another moon. Okay, I mi- I missed something in there, but I'm with you, Chris. I don't. I'm not going to argue against that, but I missed that when I saw it. So yeah, which which by the way, I thought you were going to say the reason why Princess Leia didn't disappear was because she was mostly dead. What What do you mean? No, sorry. It was a it was a Princess Bride call callback. Oh, I. Uh, it's too soon. <laughs> Um, no, but no, but still, you haven't explained why she she's dead. She dies. Her hand drops. She's holding the medal that she wants Chewie to have. She's dead. They put a blanket I, over her head. She's dead, dead. But she I doesn't would, disappear I would, until like a day later when Kylo dies. I would argue. Well, there's a couple arguments there just based on that sentence. The first one is that I don't know that it's a day separation. It could be a lot shorter, but. That's that's a whole other thing. The bigger thing is that she... I don't think she was dead dead in the sense that the Jedi look at death. Like, I think she was still there, and until she didn't have to use her power anymore, that's when the body fades out. That's just me, but... Mm. body was dead. No, I don't think she was dead. I think it, it it's like it's like they got a heard, blanket over her face, right? But yeah. you've heard of like, okay. Let's let's bring it into the real world for a brief second. You've heard of people that have been pronounced dead and then woken up like three days later when it turns out they were actually in a fucking coma. It's yeah, that kind of concept. Not, but you that, wouldn't put a sheet over someone. They've done it. A- people have woken up in the freezer in the morgue because they thought they were dead. From, but from a storytelling standpoint, she is dead, dead. She's not mostly dead. She is dead, dead. No. Chewie mourns her. Like, that's the side that she's gone, finite, right, done, zip, nothing. You're, you're missing my point here. Everyone, it, it, 
again, bringing it into a real world scenario for a second, there have been people that have been pronounced dead and, and they've started services and whatever and they've woken up a couple days later. It's happened. So you in that three day period in real life, you would mourn for someone you thought was pronounced dead and was in the morgue, you would start that mourning process and the same thing was going on. But instead of her waking up, she finally lets go because she doesn't need to project anymore to save Ben and she fades off. Okay, so you're going with the mostly dead theory. No, I'm saying... Yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I, I, I guess I that's... For, yeah. I think you should call it that, CJ. <laughs> Se recomienda las dosis de refuerzo de la vacuna contra el COVID-19 para ciertas personas. Para más información visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Okay. Just make it easier. Okay. No, it's, I mean, it, cool. Her body's dead. Yes. Her body's dead. Her spirit is alive. It's just... But then her spirit kind of just fucks off, and then like the body doesn't need to be. She needs a vessel, I guess. She yeah. needs like a stasis to kind of. But that doesn't make sense. What you know? What that's cool. No, I'm cool with that. I mean, it's as good as an expl- explanation as any. Thank you. Um, <laughs> my whole my initial rant about Ray becoming a Skywalker had a part two to it. Okay. Because as much as I'm okay with her embracing the Skywalker last name, I oh, wait also- wait. Sorry to, sorry to interrupt. I just, I just, just to bring, just to hammer that nail in for CJ's point, be, to prove that Leia's not dead. When Ray is calling for all the Jedi, you don't hear Leia's voice. Thank you. Well, I thought okay. you do hear this voice. Nope. You, I'm, yeah, Leia is I'm not a, one of those voices. So I'm pretty positive you hear Leia's voice because Carrie Fisher's got a very distinct voice. Okay, hold on. If that if that's true, I'm gonna look it up while you while you share your next theory. Well, so is Rico. So you guys, if you yeah. look if you look it up, then I don't have to look it up. Who's gonna look it up? Chris, you it. look it up. Rico, uh, you tell your theory. Well, Chris, you're gonna be honest if you find it, or do I have to look it up? No, he's gonna be honest. He's always been honest with us. Don't fucking. <laughs> what do I have to gain from lying? <laughs> Making Rico look be- stupid. Yeah, you being correct ish. Oh, I have no stake in this. <laughs> I don't care one way or the other. I'm just bringing it up for fun discussion. Um, I, it was, I don't have a theory, but my own personal thing of like, I kind of wish Ray had kept the Palpatine last name as a sort of a big fuck you to the Emperor. I Being like, it. what? I dig it. Could keep going. Preach. Preach, brother. <laughs> because <laughs> Palpatine's name has been the name of fear and aggression and evil and tyranny ever since, you know, even back when he was a politician, they're like, oh, that, you know, he's a good politician. He's kind of an asshole, you know? <laughs> so now have he, have her be like, I'm a Palpatine, but not like my grandfather before me. That's, that would be a good twist of like, 
I am a Jedi like my father before me. I'm a Palpatine, but not like my grandfather before me. I am using the name to bring good. That now his evil dies. Not only does his body die, but his name is reborn. Fuck him. It's now my name. That's, you know, I'm fine with her being a Skywalker. I'm fine. But, you know, I kind of think... That was what Ryan Johnson would have done. Let me put it that way. You know Ryan what? Johnson would have done that shit. You know what you do? You make it very 21st century and you hyphenate this shit. And it's Palpatine Skywalker. <laughs> you know what? I don't. I won't even give Ryan Johnson that much credit. That's like Rico genius. The same way that you would have the red outline forest ghost. Don't give that shit to Ryan Johnson. Take the credit that you deserve, man. That's a fucking genius idea. That's all yours. Okay. Well, I appreciate it, but... At Chris, the same time, Chris, I still, I, you yeah. have been a friend and a fan of this show long enough that it, to know that his ego does not need any more <laughs> fucking inflating. Please don't help. I know, man, especially after after he took that shot at me at the beginning of the show. Right? And you still haven't fucking listened to Batman alone. When you watch that shit, I need you to tell me how good my Joker impression is. I need it. Or tell well, him how Rico, terrible Rico he was. shot first. Yeah. Well... <laughs> All right. That brings me to my other thing. I'm like, uh, Chris, uh, the you, comedian part of me. You what? can always hold over his head. You beat him in Cinema Wars. You still have that. <laughs> so, well, you know, I, I can't find Carrie Fisher's voice in in that. Now yeah, you got Rico I'm, looking. He's he's refusing to give up on this. I could have sworn I heard Carrie Fisher's voice. I don't see it. I'm looking at the list. I don't see it. Um. So anyway, like I was saying, your theory is as good as mine. And by the way, that would be like going back to Rico's theory or uh, idea. That would be a great fucking way to clean slate this whole thing. And like the next trilogy of movies, Palpatine is the name that everybody looks to for hope. That would be beyond amazing. Wait, say that last part again. I was trying to prove you wrong. What? Kind of like what you were saying, where she keeps the name Palpatine, and then for the next generation of Jedi, Palpatine is the name that everybody looks to for hope. Yeah. That would be, yeah, that would be great. That'd be a fantastic way. You know, there was one other little thing. Um, I heard Mark Bernardin talk about it on one of the podcasts, and it wasn't even his idea. Someone Wait. said it to him as well. For- for a guy who says he doesn't listen to podcasts anymore, you're quoting a lot of other podcasts during this. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I keep up on three. I keep up on Fat Man or Batman, uh, Adam Carolla, and well, and a couple of local news shows that I'd rather not say because we less- get me. we'll have to talk about it off the air. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Nothing. Just. Go on with your your point, Chris. Please. I listen to a couple of uh, other podcasts. One of them has a has a conservative leaning. Another one has a liberal leaning, and that's how I get balanced news. But that's fair. Uh, but that's that's to be that's to be discussed after Star Wars. Or um, not at all. Um, <laughs> but to get to, get, to, yes, get to the please. point that I was going to say, yeah. it would have been genius had the uh, stormtrooper, the female stormtrooper that Finn is talking to, Phasma. say, uh, you know, we all they were shooting. They wanted us to open fire on uh, civilians, and we heard about you, Finn. We heard how you walked away, and that's mm. why we walked away. That would have been awesome. Yeah. That that would have been a stroke of genius, and all and elevated Finn's character to a you know just to to be at that upper echelon that he needs to be. Otherwise, he's just in this movie running around yelling Ray. I I, <laughs> I do like. 
Yeah, yeah, that's all he's doing. And Chewie. Ray and Chewie, that's all he's doing. I, I do like that all the primary characters ended up having their own place to go off to. Like, Finn has this group of other deserters that he, it's assumed he went off and kind of joined. You know what I mean? And Can I, can I for one second? Of course. No, just that the the black woman stormtrooper that he talks to yeah. is allegedly Lando's granddaughter. Interesting. Because there's that whole little talk of like, where are you from? And she's just like, I don't know. He's like, well, let's figure out who you are. Let's figure <laughs> no. out. You got to give the proper line delivery for that because it sounded creepy as fuck when I heard it. What's the proper line? It's, it's just that he's such a smooth motherfucker. Anything that he says is going to sound like he's hitting on. So when yeah. he's saying to Chewie, give Leia my love, it just sounded so <laughs> creepy. And the same thing, well, let's find out where you're from. That's, <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, that's what he's like, let's find out where you're from. Let's enjoy some nice Colt 45. <laughs> that's just Billy D. He doesn't know how to not <laughs> be a smooth. That's all. William awesome. D. Williams. William D. Williams. Did, yeah, you probably <laughs> didn't hear that either, did you? I did not, but holy shit, I was going through some of my old stuff, like I was going through my junk, my uh, my uh, chest of junk, yeah. and I came across an autographed uh, photo from Billy D to Chris. Nice. Billy D, Billy D, Billy D. All right, Billy CJ. Billy D, yeah, so I got oh, that. CJ, what were you saying? I, I honestly don't remember, but I think at this point, you know, we're, as we do, we've beaten this thing to death. Um... Again, and we've talked about this already, but overall, are are we are we saying that this was a good closing to the to the story, to the chapter, to or or are we left with something too much hanging on, too much left? Chris, you want to do it? Or you want me to start first? Um, you can go, man. You go. Oh, let me put it. Let me put it this way: I cried at multiple times. For Avengers Endgame, I did not cry once for Rise of Skywalker. Four. You cried four times for Rise of Skywalker? Four times. I, I mean, I think there was a twinkle of squirtness of, of, of tear from my eye when, you know, like of happiness of like, it's Mark Hamill. I'm a big fan of Mark Hamill. I had one happiness one, and it's going to sound stupid, but it just does it for me every time. And it's when you get the dark screen and it says a long time ago in a galaxy far far away before it actually kicks in that always gets me every time Agreed. Um, especially for the first time we we've all experienced that the first time we've seen a new star wars movie we get this um it's never ah oh, fuck let's see what let's this is gonna be awful it's like this is star wars dude but yeah. that being said I didn't, I, it could be the fact that like the Marvel films became in its own way, a new star Wars for me. Sure. Because we've been following these interconnected, uh, connected films over the course of a decade to really feel for the characters and to give a fuck. So when some of them die, we are heartbroken and, and for rise of Skywalker, it's like, does anybody really give a fuck? That Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo is dead? No. No, to, but... To borrow her, no. There were a couple <laughs> parts... See, okay, so I said four, and that was true, but a couple of them were tied to the same thing. 
So, you know, when when Chewie reacts to Leia was one mm-hmm. of them. When Chewie specifically that. reacts to Leia. And then again, when Maz says something like, rest now, princess. Yeah. You know, like there were, so there were a couple moments tied to Leia. And then, um, at the very end, there's the double sun scene with Ray standing there with BB-8 and the double scene. It was basically a throwback to Luke standing on Tatooine so many years ago. That one got me. Yeah, you know. I'll, I'll give you that. I didn't cry, but like... No, I wasn't like bawling, but... <laughs> no, but like there was some... I felt more heavy-hearted. You know that feeling when you're like, I'm going to cry, but I got to calm down. But like with Avengers, I was a blubbering fucking little fuck. Because that know? thing was, but see again, and we've talked about this before, and I don't want to get into a long thing, but we we had ten basic consecutive years of build up of twenty some odd fucking movies to that moment, you know. Right. But that's my thing is that I think personally, Disney. I know you're listening because you fucking stalk everybody. <laughs> if you guys are going to make another franchise, spread that shit out. Fucking well, right. Well, here, here here's what I I kind of want to say because again we've already talked about the actual the quality of the movie itself. I will say that based on the way they ended this, I'm happy with the end of the chapter for sure. Chapter meaning the last three movies, and then the story as a whole. I know you said you didn't feel as it did as well. I think it did better than you did. I think, but. What I think I'm gonna, it, I'm gonna see it again, so I might I might change my opinion. Sure. What I think it did the best, and what I'm okay with, and I know I'm fucking on an island by myself, especially in this room, is it opened the door more so for Ryan Johnson's upcoming non-connected trilogy to see what he can do with Broom Boy, because like I'm curious about. Maybe not that kid specifically. No, no, hear me out. But not that kid uh, specifically, but the... the His vision. His vision and what the Force really could be beyond Metachlorians and beyond the Skywalkers, you know? I'm fine with that. I've said it many times that I would love to see a Ryan Johnson trilogy, but I think... Look. No, but J- my point is J- the way J- that... The way that this movie ended makes that transition smoother than it would have been, depending on how of they course. ended this. Of course, because now he can use his own characters. He can maybe that's where we get a whole fucking movie of Rose. Maybe now Rose is the hero of his goddamn series. I which would even fine with. But Chris, I also read that I thought Ryan. I thought he is no longer doing a trilogy. I thought he's not getting that anymore. I I don't know, but if he is, I I hadn't heard. So if that's true, then it was I'm also supposed to be a trilogy done by the Game of Thrones guys. Well, yeah. And oh no, they backed out. They backed out they of backed that. Out that of wasn't. That, yeah. yeah, that was them. Um, Ryan Johnson, as far as I know, it's been on again, off again. But Disney keeps putting out press releases saying, "Yes, Ryan Johnson is creating a trilogy." Now, whether or not if that happens, because you know Disney puts out press releases backing their play all the time, who knows? Right. But just just to jump in real quick about like what I yeah, thought, um, it's like I think given the broken bag of glass that JJ was handed to make a movie out of, <laughs> passing of Carrie Fisher. Um, the, tr- the 
the fuck you he got from Brian Johnson. Um, right. God, uh, the, the short time span he had to make this movie. Um, just, there were so many, like it was all uphill for JJ Abrams. And I thought he did a magnificent, Oh, like another big part is he got to bring this bird home that a movie that's like three trilogies, but separated by, you know, for three different generations. Yeah. Like how Marvel has the benefit of one story over 12 years. This one is a story that was told over 42 years. How do you bring that fucking jumbo jet in for a landing when the (laughs) landing gear is broken? He did it. And it may not be the perfect movie, but you know, I didn't cry, but I smiled a hell of a lot during this movie. When you see wedge, it was a nice tip of the hat to the legacy characters. Yeah. Um, I mean, there were so many points in this movie where I smiled and enjoyed myself. And at the end of the day, it was just a really good time. And that's really what you want in a Star Wars movie. And I, and JJ did it for the first time for me since Return of the Jedi. And that's why I love this movie so much. I'll give you that. I also would have liked to see the Knights of Kylo, like the Knights of Ren actually do something. Oh, yeah. I would have loved to have seen that expanded. Maybe that's going to be a Disney Plus series. Who knows? I mean, but... I just felt coming out of this movie the way that I felt leaving Return of the Jedi. And I didn't feel that in any of the other seven other Star Wars movies that I've seen that weren't original trilogy. I felt that with Force Awakens. I, I, I felt the same walking out of Force Awakens as I felt about Rise of Skywalker. I'm like, that was really good. I have, a, I have an interest in an appre- I have a, now my love for Star Wars came back. That's the best thing that Rises of Skywalker did is yeah. it undid what Last Jedi did. Because when I walked out of Last Jedi, I was like, that was really cool. That was really awesome. And then I thought about it. I'm like, that was some bullshit. What the fuck <laughs> was that? Yeah. You know, it's, it's just like, oh, I got real. I was really happy when I was drunk last night. Oh, the next morning, I feel like shit. What the fuck did I do? That's what Last Jedi is. It was yeah. a I drank too much whiskey kind of movie. And then Rise of Skywalker was, okay, this is the aspirin and the fa I needed to fucking cure my hangover. Yep. So now I feel good. CJ here with a few thank yous and to let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcasts. Please don't forget to rate and comment. Podesky was a member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Visit their website, BigHeadsMedia.com, and follow them on Twitter, at BigHeadsMedia. If you want to agree with or yell at us, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Potaskew, Rico is at RanceRico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our wonderful logo. You can contact him for our work via email at LogoMike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons, all one word, and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel dash Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. This is not going to go the way you think. Damn it!
Let's get it.